Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 196 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I am here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. I'm excited to be here with you on a casual Friday, and we have a special new guest that you haven't seen before. We do have a new guest. Would you introduce yourself, sir? I will. I am Wesley. I am the director of Cast Castle. How you doing? I am happy to be here. Having fun? He's psyched. He's psyched. He said it yeah. before we were live. Say Pull the mic up towards you a little bit. I shall. Yeah. Yes. All right. How was that? That is perfect. All right. Or I could talk louder. Uh, either or both. Or. Either or. Yeah, either or. Either or. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We are gonna we are going to review the Rings of Power. And to, before we get started, <laughs> I say, don't 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 just wait wait. We're gonna we're don't gonna hate us. Don't That's hate us. all we're gonna say. Uh, we're so we're gonna do that. We are gonna talk about the continuing trend of Hollywood doomsday uh, prophecies, which is becoming a hilarious trend that I feel like is gonna become a segment on this show beyond just reporting it when it happens. Who this week uh, is part of the um, you know here here at at this place? It's about civil war. Hmm. Here uh, hmm. uh, <laughs> elsewhere, we know. it's about the end of the world. So we're gonna get there, guys. We're gonna talk about that. And we're gonna talk about Olivia Wilde and uh, she has a big uh, a new boogeyman for her movie it's a big scary scary person maybe you've heard of him his name's jordan peterson he's very scary very scary we're gonna get into it <laughs> so uh if you guys are ready we will just go for it mary are we ready we're ready wesley are we ready i'm ready all right so we reviewed lord of the rings the rings of power and it, guys it wasn't bad uh <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna shocking preface, i know i'm gonna preface and say I am not a Lord of the Rings aficionado. I'm not a Tolkien fan. I am acutely aware of what these actors have done to ruin this process leading up to the show coming out. And they've done everything in their power to make it, uh, to make it so, to make it awful. But I am not judging this based on being a Tolkien adaptation. I'm not an aficionado yes. either, Wesley. Are you? Where do you stand on that? Uh, I, I would not call myself an aficionado, but I do love like the Silmarillion. Um, okay. And... Uh, I am a, a fan of the fan, or the the films. Okay. Um, I read the books growing up, but they weren't super important to me. Do you like all of the films? Um, not the Hobbit. Movies. Yeah, some no, people yeah. really hated the Hobbit. Yeah, movies. I'm not a fan of those at all. Um, okay. They have their moments, but as a whole, no. Let's I'm get not. ratings. Um, out of what? Out of ten. Out of ten. Oh. Tough. Maybe we should do five stars. What do five, you think? Uh, three and a half. Oh. Three and a half is three, high. Three and three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I would say. Three and three seven five. Three okay. seven five. Um, I was thinking more like two point five or okay. a three. Yep. I'm basing it on how few times I paused it during out dur during the show. How uh, many times you felt like running away? Yeah, which, which was which was very, <laughs> which very, is usually very a limited. lot. Yeah. So uh, I understand that this is not Lord of the Rings, so you do not need to. You don't it's need essentially to, fan fiction, and I would like <laughs> yeah. for it to be regarded that way and not as part of the canon. So let's treat it as something that's not Lord of the Rings and just something we're watching uh, to but watch. But because they're making it as a contribution to the canon of. Mm -hmm. 
this universe, I feel like it should be judged on the merit of that. Okay, then and it's bad. Uh, it, like it, it, it is, it is fan fiction yes. essentially about uh, about Middle Earth because it's like three thousand years yep. behind the rest of the stories that people are familiar with. I will say that Galadriel is the absolute uh, weakest length of weakest length of this show. Length, length. You think? I think she's she had some of the, the worst most. Part of show. She had some of the most screen time. Yes, and she was so. the worst part of the show. Whenever the the show was on uh, Bronwyn who I really, 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 really liked. Uh, whether, whenever the show was on, uh, what was the other, the, the guy, Thank she's... Thank you. I, okay, so whenever the show was on Bronwyn, I really, really liked. Whenever the show was on, uh, um, what's his name? Elrond. I, I thought he was fine, mm -hmm. except when he's talking to her, right? That, that's, uh, that stuff sucked. <laughs> I liked Bronwyn's uh, storyline because she's a mother who's protecting a child. That was fine. I did not. I did not buy the actress as Galadriel as some type of uh, war uh, war hardened. Uh, How do you feel she compares to Kate Blanchett's Galadriel? Not, not the same. I, okay, the, my biggest complaint is now it's going to feel like I'm going to complain the whole time. Uh, <laughs> this show suffers from a stunning lack of screen presence and star power. There is a hole in this show of generic actors who do not look like they belong. On something of this scope. Every time I saw what's his name, Thonder, uh, uh, Thondire, Thonder, Thondir, Thondir, is that his name? When, uh, the, Wait, who is in it? the beginning with her, with uh, Galadriel and the guy, and they're on the, on the not her brother, but they're on the adventure together. Uh, they're they're looking for Sauron. Oh, oh, oh that, that guy, yeah, yeah. that actor sucks. All yeah. I thought of was He's like, terrible. I was like, you know who that is? That's not Cill Killian Murphy. That's all it is. Whenever, whenever I saw the 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 king from the first episode, I'm like, that's just discount Tom Hiddleston. Every single one yeah, of them was I a Loki. Loki. Every <laughs> one of them is a discount version of a far better actor that they clearly, with this budget, couldn't afford. Yeah. But I'm I'm not judging it based on. What this. do you mean they couldn't afford? I, that's what I'm saying. Apparently they because couldn't. they spent it all on special effects. Uh, apparently, yeah. I will. I say mean, that I was the, looking at it and I was like, okay, this looks expensive. It doesn't look cheap in any way, but it doesn't look like half a billion dollars. No, of production. No. There's a where is all the money going? It's like a money laundering scheme. There is a drastic drop in production value from episode one to episode two. And You're I'm right. I'm curious right. about the decision to do a two episode premiere. Did they think that that would hook more people in? They would have been better off just doing the first. I episode think so first. too. Uh, I also want to point out that the, my biggest complaint beyond that is that the story is extremely <clears throat> meandering. Um, it doesn't. Well, get they're to the switching point between different characters who have not crossed paths yet. But since I didn't happen. hate, but since I didn't hate the characters, I didn't mind the meandering. Right. Who are your? Who's your favorite character so far? Bronwyn. No doubt about it. Bronwyn, really? she was great. I, yeah. I, uh, maybe I'm partial because I, I find that actress quite fetching. Mm -hmm. uh, and she yeah, was, I she think was, that might and be she, it. No, and she was great in Homeland. What did you think of her in the fight scenes? That see, I took because, like, I know you hate when uh, women in fight scenes are portrayed as stronger physically than is possible. I, I mean, that's going to happen in high fantasy anyways. But, like, in this case, it's like mine is more about her her intentions and her motivations, which are to protect her son, which I found to be very human and relatable. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I see Galadriel, all it looks like is they took a guy character and they transplanted it into a uh, a woman's role. And I understand. I don't agree with that. Okay. Um, how do you interpret it? I want to mention 
offhand though that I hate Bronwyn's like will they won't they with Aaron Deer. There's literally <laughs> zero chemistry. No, there, there's no zero. You you have no background of when they actually met and were like getting to know each other. You just have him leaving. They look like they just got on set for the first day and like offered each other a donut I and. <laughs> And then interrupted by the sequence where this, like, ill cow is brought to her. <laughs> and then he, like, squirts blood sludge into his hand and doesn't wash it off before trying to touch her. I was just, like, disgusted by it. Um, and I just think that they had no, like, on-screen chemistry whatsoever. No, they, they And they, he, Arendir, was one of my least favorite characters because he seemed to have absolutely no personality whatsoever. Um, it, yeah, it was very Anakin and Padme. And with with what you said about Galadriel, <laughs> I, I couldn't. I don't her. think she's great or anything, yeah. but I certainly don't think that uh, it's a case of them making a male character in all the writing, but then it's just it happens to be a woman by the, coincidence. The part, I disagree. The part she was literally she had her life saved by a man in. Um, like, did you, what did you think of that scene? They would have never done that if it were written to be a uh, Mary Sue type of character. Okay, the, the scene that bothered me was when she gets back and, and her and uh, her and, um, and the guy are talking about like her going back out to search for Sauron. Again, I don't remember the characters' names in, in almost all of this, but like it felt like one where if you had reversed the roles, it would have been a woman begging the man to stay. Uh, and, and this just felt I don't buy it from her it's the actress I don't buy it from the normally I'm like oh it's the source material I don't buy it from the actress in this one I'm not I'm not a fan you don't believe Elrond I don't believe the the, the lady who plays trying Galadriel trying to convince Galadriel not to go it just felt, you think that's more of a man's journey it feels that way to me yeah it does okay I feel like I don't know enough about Galadriel's um character her personality to judge whether here, that's believable but i don't think it's a gendered thing as much as you're saying it was and i also like i did have a gripe with how the female characters as mm. like you might have predicted this from what we were the piece that we were reading um before the premiere happened about the female cast and they were saying you know they're writing wrongs and they love yes. the balance and how women have agency in the show and i think they definitely have not too much agency but way too much of the movement of the plot is just the female characters mm -hmm. doing things and the men reacting to the things that they're doing at evernorth health services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Other than Aaron Deere's uh, plotline, his subplot? Yeah. Other than that, there's nothing being done by men. It's all the women doing things and moving the plot along. And men are either holding them back from yes. doing something well, that's, that's obviously necessary, like Galadriel and, er and uh, Elrond, or the men are just uh, reacting to things like... Like after Bronwyn took the the whatever that goblin... I mean, it wasn't an orc. She took some goblin's head... Um, 
decapitated yeah. head mm-hmm. and was like, see, I was right. Now everyone needs to listen to me. And she's <laughs> like, kind of, that's kind of a girl boss moment. So I'm a little surprised that you uh, were favorable towards Bronwyn over Gladriel. The, the part where, the, the part where she comes back to the to the village and she argues with him about like talking to the king uh not glad not bronwyn gladriel yeah um i maybe it's maybe it's the actress i felt more emotion on the face of bronwyn than i did on gladriel and i understand that the point is that she's supposed to be stoic i don't want stoic yeah from she's that an char- elf uh i, I are just, they I just don't want stoic from that character the also, high king was also awful but that's he's he's not in it that much I don't want to seem stupid for asking this, but like, what happened to the other elves? Why was she stranded in the ocean? Where did they go? Why it seemed like they were just assumed into into the sky. They're they're gone. Yeah. Like, it's what does essentially it mean? heaven? They died. No, no. I think they went back to where whatever their realm is. You know, they're stand stand ins for angels essentially. Yeah. I also Valinor. Yeah. I thought that that was a physical place. And not a spiritual realm. Why not both? Mm. You're I, like, you're like the king of of asking why not both yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Well, I I see. I this just found it confusing. The son was also then, very annoying. This Bronwyn's kid was also very annoying. But that's just. Uh, oh yeah, he was. Uh, the the uh, Durin and and his wife liked it. I, I liked the whole scene with them with them having dinner. No, no, I liked it. They I they had it. no chemistry either. I, I, I disagree. I thought that I thought, was fine. I thought I saw a certain type of relationship that I've seen in real yeah. life. Yeah, is what I would say. I I, I, I enjoyed that one. I was yeah. like, when when they come in and, and she's like doting on him and she's like, mm-hmm. "You're gonna stay for dinner." I love I don't that. think yeah. it was like, immediately obvious that they that were married. Well. Yeah. well, I mean, it's it's obvious because he he knows that he's bringing them back. Well, of to course, his, yeah. But it, I, it becomes I like obvious that because of that. But yeah. I don't think that they actually have any type of obvious chemistry in the show. Maybe I just. I don't know. I, but I do with see. I've seen I do life. see the appeal of the dynamic that the woman, uh, like his wife, is the one softening his heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. And he needs the emotional convincing okay, more when, than the intellectual part. When she's doing the thing where, where, where like, uh, where he's like basically bowing to his wife's wishes, right? Right. I like that because it feels real to me how you would see that in the real world, right? You see that in like a boardroom scene or something out in the real world and it feels manufactured to me. Seeing this between a husband and a wife over some long-held grudge, I buy that. That didn't bother me. Again, I, I do want to I, I wanna point out that this is also... You, you have to kind of go into this and, and know that what you're watching is like... I'm not judging it as if it's a Lord of the Rings production, which right. means I'm already giving them more, uh, more leeway, leeway than, than they, they deserve. deserve yeah. Than they deserve, absolutely. It felt like a high-budget 90s uh, Hercules or Xena warrior princess. <laughs> it, it really did. Uh, it the, felt like a, a really long, you know, when you buy a TV and it has a demonstration of what the TV is capable of. Yeah. That's yep. what I felt like I was watching yep. a very, Wesley, very long version of. Who was your favorite character? My favorite character in this? That's a. I also like question. Nori a lot. Um, I thought Nori? Nori. I think, yeah, Nori was the best. The, 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 I like that plot line the most, I'll say that. I, I, uh, I harp the most in this show about the. There is an un explainable amount of importance to the concept of an actor being able to portray something that is warm uh, when they need to be warm and stoic when they need to be stoic. But when you have a character like Galadriel, where I understand that the plot line is that she's supposed to be like that 
the whole that hardened like, by, of, trauma by trauma of and war. I if I and don't loss if if I don't buy it right from the get right, it's very hard to pull me back in. But the characters that had to be warm uh, and display something that felt outside of that realm, I bought into. So they lean if they lean into those aspects, and if they were to get a different actress, and I I couldn't even think of one off the top of my head who I would have liked to see. Like normally, if I tell you I don't like an actress in a role, I want to hit you with like an example right. of who I think would be a good person to play that character. I can't really think of one that I would want to see as Galadriel but it didn't work for me I the thing I was gonna say before um, we were live that I said I was gonna save is that um, her interactions with I forget his name but the man that she was adrift with mm -hmm. um, reminded me of a discount version of the Northmen yeah oh. uh, between Olga and uh, Alexander Skarsgård's character the the names yeah escape me but Endless. she was like the discount version of Anya Taylor Joy's character in The Northman. Then at maybe that point. Anya Taylor Joy was the better hire here. That uh, would have been great. Yeah, all of these characters felt like there could have been another actor that could have replaced yeah. them. There was at least Some two of them. Of them. I just felt were completely off. Like every time I looked at Elrond, I was like, whatever he's doing, he's good at, but he's not Elrond. Yeah, he's discount Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, he, like, he totally is. Uh, he, that's he's, all um, I can see. Uh, I. I I think Durin might also be one of the better ones. Uh, the true, that, true. Like, I really do. I'm he also a huge fan of the guy who plays the king, uh, Peter Mullen. He's a uh, not as a person, um, but as an actor, uh, he plays his Durin's father. And as soon as I saw his him, I was like, okay, that's a little bit of star power yeah. gravitas there. So there, there's a there, there's a distinct lack of, and I do think the story meanders. But like I said, if you're just looking for, I would rather watch this than Game of Thrones most days. Yeah. Not yeah. necessarily this show, but I'm saying yeah. if I was to have to pick between um, I, between Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones, I would take Lord of the Rings. Huh. I, I still, I agree with what you said earlier that this is not Lord of the Rings. No, it's but not. But whatever it is, I don't hate so far. Yeah. It's a step above, I watched one episode of The Wheel of Time. Yeah. And it was like, I'm out. I'm a hundred percent out. This is true. I was, and, and I'm and the hardest. I, feel that way. I feel like I'm one of the hardest people to keep watching something. Right. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I was able to get through this without pausing it and being overly offensive. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was plenty of stuff where I'm like, I'm sure I would be offended if I was yeah. up on the books yeah. and I understand that, but that's like, I'm in like a weird, um, like kind of corner of like the fan base where it's like the, they're, they're not looking for me exactly. They're looking for someone who's both not aware of how awful Hollywood is at doing adaptations, but also not familiar with the source material, but also knows who Tolkien is, mm -hmm. right? They want you to know who he is, but have not read the books and just assume that his name means relevance, which it does, yeah. but also not be familiar enough to actually criticize it. I'm kind of those parts, but I'm also aware of how bad they are at adapting. Right. So I'm hyper acute to when that stuff points is pointed out. Yeah, I dislike that it's crafted for mass appeal over catering to the the dedicated fans. Yeah. Um, well, it's got like a 38. And I, I think an aspect of this is like we had such low expectations yeah. because they made a huge mistake with how they marketed this. Um, the messaging in how they marketed Rings of Power was like atrocious it, it was uh, inescapable it was almost like all they wanted to talk about and then you and then you actually watch it and it's like they wanted you to to reel it back in and and 
be pleasantly surprised because it was so uh, it was so overpowering. I, how I'm gonna, many, I'm how many of the actors <clears throat> were preaching and yeah. making heavy-handed remarks about like the social implications of their casting decisions and the story was like, I mean, saying that the women have such agency, you don't have to say it in that, you don't have to phrase it that way. You can just say like the women in the show play these important roles and here's why and also why gendered at all like yeah. these the these Ameri- they yeah. you don't one- even have to comment on that yeah. yeah these amazing characters that we got to portray is automatically yes. not divisive right. i want to point out okay i'm going to adjust i'm going to say it would be a, it's a 3 but if they got the if they took galadriel and they just chucked her into the molten river <laughs> uh, into the molten lava yeah if they if they got rid of her i think it would be a 3 i don't half. know why you hate galadriel's I do not like her. so much i do not like her at all i do not like that portrayal Bronwyn, all the way. I'm, te- I don't I'm, know. I'm team Bronwyn yeah. today. I want to know um, the backstory of what happened to the father of her kid. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I hope that. Uh, I mean, I know they're going to go into it further, but I don't like the. Uh, and yes, there's no. They had literally zero chemistry. I, her, I don't like that. the pairing of her and uh, Aaron Deer. <laughs> I couldn't get over at all her son's voice. Like, like they cast oh, him as so little obnoxious. boy, and it's like it must have changed right before. They were yes. going, and it was like, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe he's supposed to be angsty well, and pubescent. Yeah. Yeah, I, he definitely actually, brought that energy. And they, they talk about uh, the, uh, okay, this is, this is actually a funny example of like where you could do social messaging in a fantasy where it's not as noticeable, where it would be not as noticeable if people weren't so hypersensitive to it now. They're like, we don't normally have relationships between elves and Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, Not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Uh, in humans, right? And you're like, that's fine if you want to do that story. But like ten years ago, it would have been a lot. Like they actually they didn't did harp on it. The rings, like and they that. didn't harp on it too badly. Or I expected it to be a more uh, clumsily yeah. done. Do bit. you understand what we're trying to say? Yes. Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah. But I will. But you're right. There's uh, that dude that that like her and that dude together do not have good chemistry. Mm-hmm. The the, the bar hatred owner for guys, elves was a prevalent thing that kept yes. Coming up, the the bar owner guy was 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 great. He, he was, was great. He, he was he was kind of wish he'd put it on a shirt. Yes, yeah. well that's why well, that's why he's great. He's committed to the bit, yeah. right? He's like he, he that guy was fantastic. <laughs> Bronwyn's son's friend did a really good job of like <laughs> that scene, the bar fight scene. Oh, your mom's. He a was s- trembling with <laughs> anger. <laughs> your mom's a slut. That's he's <laughs> he, he can't handle his mead. It's like your mom is uh, your mom's into elves. Totally a bad person. <laughs> so you watched, um, you watched House of the Dragon, right? Yes. And you liked it. I I watched the first. I have not finished the second episode yet. Well, how do you feel they measure up? They're so different. It's it's yeah. very hard to. I don't know to why even... they're being compared so heavily. Like I don't think they're going for the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say that my preference here would be the the Rings of Power, but that's solely based on my preferences of type of material. I would say as far as being an adaptation and probably more faithful to the material, you're probably better off with the house, uh, with the, with the house of the dragon. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we're gonna. They're both I, gunning for the same social message, though. Uh, like, like, but this this is kind of like a, a perfect. I think I like Rings of Power more on just the principle that it's more family friendly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like and I don't have to. Um, and it's also less inherently lighthearted than. Yes. No, then p- political than House of the Dragon. Is. And like it, Game of Thrones has always been political, yeah. Well, no, 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 like, it's very obvious what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this one, I was like, okay, like, it's this one has been touted as the one that uh, is going to be over the top with its messaging, right? Yeah. Rings of Power, but it, it wasn't. It, Were I mean, they was, trying to get a hate watch audience intentionally? Because maybe. it feels like that. Yeah. Well, I think or are they just so maybe up their own asses that they didn't know that's how they came across? Maybe it's just that the only way that they know how to that communicate it is that, Wait, oh, the, these people are going to hate it. The Rings of Power people? Support rings it. of Power, yeah. I, I think they're just detached from the yeah. average person and don't realize <laughs> that people hate them for, for talking that way. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember, uh, uh, like, like I said, for me, a big part of media, if you're, especially if we're talking a first watch here and not a rewatch, I haven't gotten a chance to rewatch it yet. I'm not even, I wouldn't even be able to give you a strong, uh, opinion on a story as a whole, unless I can watch it more than once. When I'm reviewing something that I've only watched once, I'm going on how it made me feel, right. not sure. what, not yeah. the actual strong points. I will say that the CGI was spotty in episode two. Uh, I wouldn't have noticed. Was was a little bit more spotty in episode two. I thought the first episode was was good for for the most part. I'm just I'm gonna stick with what I said to where like I would watch it and be like, wow, this doesn't look cinematic. No, like, it's too, it looks like New Zealand. It, will, it looks like yeah, a travel commercial or a magazine <laughs> cover. Also, there's like, no shadows. Like, the, well, they they, even they the went darkness with was bright. Extremely like the 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 oranges and the yellows yeah. are extremely overpowering. Yeah. Uh, to make it feel yeah. more vibrant, yeah. right? But even that, like where, like the scene with the goblin, right? Yeah, is that where whatever he was, it, it wasn't dark. an orc. It was like it didn't. There was no shadows. This is there why was I no hate dynamics to it. There should have been like there's nothing that you couldn't see, nothing concealed. This um, is what I hate about reviewing this stuff. There's just somebody in the comments right now, like that's not the name. Yeah, like you, you know, like like the, there's a hardcore person. There was the, a creature yeah. of yeah. some kind. I apologize yes. to you personally <laughs> that I so, offended you, but <laughs> I don't know what it is. So. Do you do you want to keep reviewing it? Air for my opinion. I don't know. Maybe. People I mean, tell us me. tell us what you guys think if we should keep reviewing it. I'm afraid you might be too angry at us <laughs> for not hating it. Not hating as much as like uh, as we should. Uh, apparently, like if you haven't watched it, you're going to be biased because the coverage of it before it came out yeah. was absolutely insufferable. And to be fair, like I'm watching it, I'm like I should hate this right now, but it's. Uh, and to be fair, it could it could end up that way. It could end up a complete dumpster fire down the road. That's, I like that's to think I'm tr- good at disregarding that and yeah. just taking it for what it is. I'm I struggle with that. So the the fact that I was there's able coverage to, like that about literally every show. Yep. If it's to uh, do hit pieces or if it's to uh, create hype for it. Well, Either that, way, it's going to focus on the same stupid social issues. That's why I like uh, I like I, I turn stuff off when I don't like it because I'm not going to re- hate review something because mm-hmm. I just don't think that I need to that that's necessary. There's plenty of people that do that and do that very well that are very eloquent in the way that they tear stuff down. I don't really have that capacity. I like to talk about stuff that I actually like, and I think we've been pretty fair here today, saying like, look, there's plenty of stuff. To complain about but and to think yeah. i had to convince you that reviewing rings of power was a good idea because you were so afraid it would be terrible so uh, yes and yesterday i was talking to, to andrew I, about that thank god uh that clip that we played that soap opera-esque <laughs> uh, promo clip 
of the cast was not actually used in the show. Um, but the fact that they even made it for official use, astounding. 37% audience score on Rotten Why? Tomatoes. Why? 37%? Because they did this themselves. I'm not going to say it shouldn't be. It's the, like... If they had made this generics, uh, generic fantasy show number two, <laughs> the Lord of the... You could literally call it anything and not make it Middle Earth. Yes, and just make that, and you will get people that are a hundred times le- more sympathetic to your cause. That would be a but much they higher score. they have the same uh, street cred that would get them the viewership, so they had to siphon viewers off of an existing fan base, and they want uh, the new audience that isn't familiar with it, so they can't criticize uh, any errors they make yeah. in continuity or character development because there is only one or maybe two characters that appear in the later films which is why like i can't be mad at the fans for not liking it because it's galadriel and one other that is i don't know who the other the other one was so forget who the other one uh is. so uh character there are two characters in in rings of power that are uh also characters in the other films elrond is elrond in the other ones yeah it's so, uh what's okay his, agent smith uh, so it's like they're Peter keeping Weaver. it yeah low stakes as far as like their potential for errors so they're gonna they're gonna milk this forever too this is gonna go on forever as long as uh, they can't admit that they're wrong if the the viewer Mm -hmm. i was half expecting the um the feed to cut out last night like if it's as big as they say oh yeah um all right let's go to super chats let's do it thousand foot deep end said welcome to the show wesley oh thank you very much i appreciate it uh yesh said Sorry, oh, roses are red, violets are blue, Mary's a fed, and Wesley who? They Wesley. want your last name, I guess. Oh, um, Roth. There you go. R-O-T-H. Now they're looking up, the. is there a fed database where they can find out whether he's a fed as well? <laughs> Maybe Yash is a fed. Ooh. Johnny Derp said, leave it to Amazon to create Board of the Rings. <laughs> I mean, I will I, say I don't that think that's it was no, boring. No, I don't think that that's an unfair criticism because I do believe that the plot, due to the scope of it, meanders. It yeah. moves I disagree very, with you. Very, I felt it felt like a tapestry is being built from the outside yeah. and it's all coming inside. So I was like, okay, I kind of see what the pieces are going to be, and I want to go on that journey. The, Depends I, how patient you are. If they could just, if they could just, just take Galadriel and just toss her away and focus more on Nori. My only uh, takeaway from her is that every reaction shot of her was the exact same face. It was just like oh, did you think that they um, women longer drops? Yes, they the shots of uh, their faces were often way too close. Way too close. Yeah, almost. It was awkward. Nick downstairs to take a look at, especially it with Arendir and Bronwyn. Yes, at the literally well, not at the even well. their yeah. foreheads and shins were showing. It was just like. But then it went back to a totally normal shot. And yeah, I was like, and like, that's better. Why was that necessary? It's almost like there was a PA in it. And like they have to it's just in, faking you know? the intimacy of the yeah, scene well, yeah, that wasn't like, actually there. No, what they're doing is ah, that that's a shot that works yeah. fantastic if you have actors that are actually doing very well at emoting <laughs> yeah. with their faces. Were, yeah. He was a little wooden. He's a, well, The yeah, whole time. I'm assuming yeah. because he's a, what, he's a soldier, so he's supposed yeah. to be wooden. Uh, yeah. I, I don't envy that, that source material. Even but, when he was expressing himself... Like there was no emotion. It was like, it's like, is this his look of longing? I think this is his look of longing. It just kind of looks like he's bored. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's longing for much. Was I was there. longing more for Bronwyn than yeah. he was. I'm sure. Well, I am sure. Well played, sir. <laughs> Real felony said three thousand years before Lord of the Rings, smack middle of Silmarillion. Hmm. Yes, indeed. Goofer Trooper said, "I've returned." 
Welcome back, Goofy. Welcome Trooper. back. Sea Monkey said, "Quick, quick question: The Don't Worry Darling movie coming out this month, and Olivia Wilde said the villain is Jordan Peterson. Have you guys looked into it? Well, yes. we said that. Do we uh, have an episode for <laughs> you today? Yes, Carnell said." Let's not call the Rings of Power fan fiction. It's quite unfair to fans who know Tolkien's work. Let's call it what it really is, corporate fiction. That's Ooh. a very good way of putting uh, it. I see what you mean. That's what we should we should we should actually co- somebody should coin that term. That's that's essentially what it is. It's billion dollar money yeah, laundering it's, it's fiction. It's like calling 50 Shades of Grey an installment in the Twilight franchise. Uh. It's literally like that. <laughs> Derek Nall okay. said Galadriel wasn't a warrior in the Silmarillion. Well, Galadriel, I don't know what she was, but I know that in this, she Samarillion. sucks. Is that a misspelling? Silmarillion. Because they said Silmarillion. Maybe they just meant Silmarillion. It should be called the Galadriel sucks, because Galadriel sucks in this. <laughs> Jeez, you hate her so much. I do. I, I do. think it's really just that you enjoy different personality types. Yes. And, and she looks bored all the time. It's not her acting that's the problem. It's, it's the fact that you just enjoy different personalities in real life. Perhaps. Maybe. Perhaps. Like, like Nori's or Bronwyn's. Okay. And not someone who is more on the reserved, serious side. Maybe, yeah. Okay, it might be fair to, to point out that I would have, that that trait in a male character would have come off better to me. That that sure. type of reserved, uh, um, stoic uh, approach towards battle... Uh, tr- uh, to, to you know, towards searching for something uh, and avenging the death of your, I guess if we were to swap in, it was she. If Galadriel was a guy mm-hmm. and it was his sister who died, I would have bought the kind of stoic approach towards. Um, there's a threat, and I'm the only one who knows. It. I just don't buy it from this. It's just me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think at least it's not portrayed that she has this disposition for absolutely no reason. Because they That's show fair. when she used to be a happy, whimsical child. That is that is fair. I will I will give you that uh, that characterization. You know what my first thought was during that I was like, hmm, this is what it was like for Carter growing up. Because they all really yeah. I just every time I look at him, I'm like, that's an elf. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. We should have had him on today. Yeah. yeah. Waffle Sensei said, thank you for watching this so I don't have to. Amazon said, the future of the company is writing on this project. So yeah, you won't catch me hate watching this. Well, then maybe I have to watch it so they can continue to deliver me the <laughs> stuff I pointlessly purchase at 2 in the morning. Ah. Dizwiz said, only seven more episodes of Guy Lactriel <laughs> screaming what? Sauron bad and everyone says no, doing B-tier action packed adventure and arc uh, achieves nothing. Also, I also, I want to point just the whole thing of her, like him, like it was Elrond's, like you shouldn't go, or he's like, he's like, you can't complain, or like they're gonna, no one does this. So, like it just didn't work. Mm. Didn't work. That that whole scene where they're walking down the stairs, uh, right after she gets back, I just I hated it. I hated you know what? It. <laughs> there was something about Tor. Even when I was into it, something came along that knocked me off. Whether it was the fact that the king looks like a principal. Yeah. He doesn't look like <laughs> he does. He's like unsettling looking. Like, aren't they supposed to be? You know, like they had Lee Pace in in who's in a the, fan, who's fantastic. Yeah, and he's like a specimen, right? Yeah, and yep. this guy was like, they do. This guy is like stepdad. He material. he looks like, like a like he like a beat. He looks like a like a, a college professor at like a tech school. Yeah, he is Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a bunch of the people in this uh, were in that. 
a bunch of people. What? We're in. We're in. Oh, we're in uh, that. We're okay. in that. that or sense. no, maybe I'm sorry. I was I was looking up like worst things we could possibly review. I was trying to think of like things we could review that would be awful that I think people might get a, a kick out of. And one of them was Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. That's, I love Abraham Lincoln Vampire, yeah. like Hunter, like uh, tongue in cheek. Yeah, bit, you know. Yeah, I have a great time with it. But I was like, where do I know this guy from? And I was like, oh, it's yeah. him. It's not Abe Lincoln. Uh, but. Yeah, there's always something about it that knocked me off. Like the scene that we talked about where, um, uh, what's the mother's name with the, uh, that you like? Uh, oh, Bronwyn. Bronwyn. When she's protecting him, there's something about the staging of that and the action of it that I was like, this feels very TV all of a sudden. And, who, and who's the guy that uh, that Elrond has to get uh, Lord uh, Sella something? Uh, Keller Brumbor. Yeah. That guy looks just like discount Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, or like um, any normal politician. Yes. Like their yep. hair. There were so many people that I was like, your hair screams TV. Yes. Your hair screams TV. Yep. The the kid that you said, you know, brought the energy with the, like, your mom's a floozy or whatever. Oh, the kid yeah. In the bar. I was like, TV actor. Like, just. You think? They yeah, all just feel like. TV actor. Why was the casting for this so random it seems that is a very good question because all of the they the big actors really are, are well. too busy doing superhero stuff right now <laughs> which sucks yeah, yeah I know, superhero right? stuff sucks yeah. i was like uh I was, I, I was trying to think of all the actors i would have liked to have seen uh in this stuff but i'm like but i do i really want to see them in this and see them like lower themselves to this year like i said but they this, wouldn't have this you would be see. this would be a so so much better project if it didn't have the name lord of the rings attached to it I would have if you okay. They would be less if you, successful. If you though. cut this budget in half, you make the CGI kind of like you know fairly garbage, but you tell the same kind story. Of Merlin. Yeah, if you make it like Merlin, which I love. <laughs> I love Merlin. I love that show. Merlin was my choice for Elrond. I was like, it'd be a much better Elrond. Mm. So like all of them, yeah. And there's uh, there's an actress from the show um, Rain, which is a really bad CW show about Mary Queen of Scots. Oh. Her name's Adelaide Kane. She would have been oh, perfect man. in this. Uh, probably too good looking to play Galadriel. That's it's just me. I, Why I, would you say that? Well, because you'd also don't want somebody who's obscenely good. Like, like it would take you out of. You it, need someone who looks elfish, and Anya Taylor Joy would yeah. look perfect for it. Let's get her then. You know, but who, maybe uh, she's one of those. Vanessa Kirby would have been a very good. Um, Why there's such a uh, bifurcation between like TV and movie actors. Yes, well, so I feel thing. like Anya Taylor Joy wouldn't have even. T- Taken no, this. I and the funny thing is, is in most circumstances, I prefer TV actors because I find their work less pretentious. Mm-hmm. Because I find TV less pretentious, but but they this were is trying not... to make this so cinematic that it yeah. felt like an attempt at a movie. Yeah. yeah, yep. I don't know. It didn't land exactly. There, yeah. There's something like you know the uncanny valley. I was yeah. yeah. It was, it's, it's, it's almost uncanny valley-ish yeah. uh, about the way it's produced, where it's like, oh, this is amazing, but also not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like amazingly not amazing. You can tell what they were going for. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think shooting digital was a big problem too. Um, let me put a caveat on that. I think shooting digital can be done well. This is not uh, an example of that. Yeah. To where it's so stark and there's no depth to anything. There's no. Um, there's something about film, in my opinion, celluloid, that looks like the imagination. Hmm. And if they had gone that route, maybe it would have sold a little better. And you can do that digitally. There are a few cinematogra- cinematographers who know how to do that. But 
it's very difficult to do. And there's something about like uh, a really good example is how bad the Matrix. Uh, what's the last one called? Resurrection. Resurrections uh, Re- looked. Yes. Resurrections. I think so. Yes. Yeah. I was like uh, not revolutions. There's something about the action, and it looks so sterile and in focus, and and there's no. It doesn't direct the eye. And it goes to what you said about like there's no shadows anywhere. Yeah. Which I believe is done on purpose to widen the scope of what you're looking at to make it seem grander. True. One because it's in. Uh, it's in uh, HDR yeah. as well, so they want you to be able to see everything. And and there's something about there's something to be said for the people that complained about how dark Game of Thrones was. Like I can't see anything. Why am I watching? Well, so that's they're... because for the CGI heavy scenes, uh, they they do that because it's easier. Oh, one hundred percent. But they're trying to appeal to those people of, that of, hate that. Yeah, then you have a scene of um, I forget now his name. The robotic elf. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, oh, Aaron Deer. Erendir in a, an underground reservoir, and it's lit as if the sun is there's, yeah, as yeah, if yeah. the sun is at the top of the, the cave. Wait, the scene when they're actually when Wait. when Bronwyn's son is in the what is it like a like a barn or something like that, and the yeah. sun is just blasting through that bottom. Uh, there's like a missing piece of wood on the door, and the sun is just absolutely <laughs> uh-huh. just. Sh- exploding through that yeah. fucking yeah. <laughs> chill with the language yeah. effing <laughs> and it's like that's done very clearly because it's probably like a, it's they're probably on like a very public place up front like if you looked outside there'd be a bunch of like set equipment yeah. and stuff like that so yeah yeah also people are saying valinor is a physical place valinor was on the map i know that but my question was like where did the elves go and if valinor is a physical place you would have seen them end up there they seem to go to some spiritual realm yeah i found it confusing so like wesley was like maybe like the they garden. went to valinor and a spiritual realm yeah, at the same time like the, the and i was like Eden, how like, is that possible you know, yeah i have no yeah. idea um Badap said i want to publicly apologize to mary for using my white privilege of generational wealth to pay for super chats of toxic masculinity <laughs> i'm <laughs> sorry toots toots Toots. Classic. Apology not accepted. <laughs> Waffle Sensei said, Wesley is right. It is both. The undying lands are both a physical realm and a spiritual one. That speaks, that tells me that Waffle I like Sensei. That wasn't person. articulated. I like this person. That, that okay. seems like Waffle Sensei also knows the source material, yeah. and he also said that like he's like thanking us for like watching it so he doesn't have to. How <laughs> horrible is that? That Hollywood is so awful that people <laughs> like. Alienating. That people have to like rely on other people to watch stuff because they know it's going to get ruined. Mm-hmm. Center Conservative Mom 98 said, Watching it tonight with insanely low expectations. I keep hearing that it's visually amazing, but boring and sucks. To fill space, do 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 donuts. Uh, I would I, I drag both of those claims to the middle, right? It's yeah. not visually amazing. No. It's not horrible and sucks. It's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I really do feel like they're like, we're going to make it grand. And it's it's going to yeah. have scope. And they're like, but we don't know how to do grand. We don't know how to do scope. We'll just end up somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. I would say it's not anything to get excited about but it's also nothing to waste your hate on I, I think you're also right like just the family friendly nature of it makes it easier to digest yeah like, like you're just like you know like it's I can see myself putting this on in the background while I'm doing work like I'll be up here doing work later and I'll just put it back on uh, you're gonna rewatch it no okay. I'm saying but I like if, if we weren't doing this like if this was just something that we weren't reviewing I would just have it on in the background yeah. uh, and not be paying attention I to generally it. wouldn't st- turn on something like house of the dragon and 
sit there and watch it for fun. I didn't want to make you watch it because I, I felt it might offend your sensibilities. It would. If you were, if you thought we should review it, I, I probably would have gripped my teeth and gotten like, through it. But I hate, I hate the sexual uh, scenes that mm. have no service to the plot. Like, it's very clearly... Sex position. Inserted into right. it. They do it so many... they can convey information that's uninteresting. Think about how many characters mm. could have been better in this if they had gotten Matt Smith before the House of the Dragon did. Oh, yeah, if he had played yeah. Elrond or something. <laughs> yep. Adrin181 said, Hello, Crisis Actors. Hello. I also want to point out, it is, I, I think my biggest... Uh, push against my own bias was that I liked Durin. Is, is her name Disa? Disa. 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 I actually liked them together, and she was the one that I found to be the absolute most annoying in her interview. Uh. Mm-hmm. So that says something. I hate the color contacts they put on her. Yeah, I didn't. It was, that. That was very disturbing. unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, that, that they put them on Aaron Deer as well, and it's just like, why is that necessary? Yeah. Yep. It almost if you want a diverse contacts. cast, can yeah. you not accept that they have like brown eyes? Diverse eyes <laughs> like <yeah>. chill. Yep. <laughs> Rigaton said, "Is that Matt Binder over there? Binder? Is that you? Is that who you are? Is that you? I don't know who that is." Johnny Derp said, "We the audience are not liberal snowflakes. You're allowed to express opinions which with which I do not agree. Doesn't yep. bother me when you're wrong. That's yeah. You're fair. saying we're wrong? That's fair. I mean, I, I, I'd argue that this is an opinion-based uh, segment. Totally. But uh, in that I'm judging it on different criteria than, than um, like, mainstay fans of the franchises. But I also understand why everyone would hate it. Minor Zircon said, also attacking fans from step one nope. doesn't no. help. No, it doesn't. Like I said, they would have gained a whole hell of a lot more uh, leeway. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> they would have gotten a whole hell of a lot more leeway, I think, from other people if they didn't do that. But yeah. they don't know how to do that. Bad App said, tell Carter I said hi, and I'm not reading the rest of your super chat. <laughs> I oh, will no. do oh, that. No. Thousand Foot Deep End said, sounds like what happened to the voyage of the Dawn Treader Narnia movie. They rewrote nearly the entire story using only character names and places from the book. Wow. Woo! That felt particularly good today. Chronicles of Narnia had a lot of potential I don't think they took advantage of. Doesn't Netflix have one of those coming out? Uh, Chronicles of Narnia project? I believe so. I hadn't heard about it. There's just so much. We were going to cover something today called Citadel. Somebody in the chat probably knows better than I do. We were going to cover something today that I ended up pushing called Citadel, which is Netflix. It's, Uh it's It's a Russo Brothers movie. Or show that is now the second most expensive show of all time, and I was like, "What the hell is Citadel about?" And I look it up, and it just says nothing. It just really? Says, it says details withheld. Oh wow! So Bruh. we'll see. Wonderful. It's like a <laughs> Lane JJ said, project. "Appreciate your honesty, and I'm happy it's not as bad as it looked." Still not watching that garbage. I learned my lesson as a young lad. Excited for <laughs> Legend of Korra. The sequel to The Last Airbender. Yep. The first season of Legend of Korra was good, in my opinion, but it was it went downhill fast. That's all. I've, like, talked myself out of, like, 3.5 might have been high. So, yes. 3.5 is high out of 5. Okay. Um, um, let's do out of 10. What do you think? Let's stay at 5, and I'll just I'll, I'll drop it to 3. To, to, two and a, uh, to two and, 2.758532974. Okay. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> For me, it's it's a 5.5 out of 10. There if we're goes. doing out of 10. 
perfectly middling. Then I, yes. I would say seven out of oh, ten. Oh, then then, then let's still, go back to our binary system. If this is a binary, if it's if a this, binary, if this is an up or a down. But my uh, binary is based on would I watch it again? I would never in a million years watch this again of my own volition. Neither would I. <laughs> Walker Texas Danger said, yo, first time watching PCC on a day off and happy to sit back and watch something more laid back after the Dark Lord's appearance on <laughs> primetime TV last night. Oh, man. Oh. My, did, did, uh, I would I imagine. Andrew wasn't on primetime Did, did anybody night. see the, um, there was some amazing, fo- like as if you need to Photoshop it, but where they, they put the picture of uh, of the, the chancellor, of Chancellor Sutter from, uh, from V for Vendetta. Uh, right oh, underneath yeah. Biden, yeah. and they look exactly the same. It's incredible. Joseph said, "Good music, movies, art are the same, really, in the respect of what it brings out in you. Did it make you cry, laugh, awe, inspire, give hope, new insights? Maybe it's just me, though." No, you're right. Like no. this is it. Like maybe, like you said before, like the the things that work about Galadriel for you that don't for me just speak more to your own personal experience and what your preferences are. Uh, in what you want to see reflected in your entertainment. The stuff sure. that I seem to enjoy, whether it's Durin and Disa and Elrond in their, in their interactions, which I felt uh, gave a sense of uh, warmth, connection, and, and an organic nature to mm. their discussion, uh, or, the connection, or the idea of Bronwyn protecting a child. Those things, I guess, would just be what I value in watching this entertainment, and that seeing the 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 specific changes that were made to Galadriel uh and the way she's portrayed in which I feel are inauthentic just don't work for me but may not be as high on somebody else's value system so they may like it so that's fine well because of nihilism in the culture I think there is a lot of uh debate over whether art can be evaluated subjectively or objectively like are there objective standards for uh, art and a lot of people genuinely like in their heart of hearts would say no these days I don't think there is. and I I you don't think there are objective standards I think there's objective or standards do. I don't uh, I think there's objective standards for what would be considered the right way to do something yeah I don't think there's an objective way of judging whether it will be meaningful to other people for for an individual, for an individual. sure yes. that's why I would say it's both Somewhere in the middle. And I think you can find subjective value in a certain uh, piece of media for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. That's subjective, but then it would be something objectively bad that you, like, that you enjoyed for the wrong reasons. Well, there's plenty of... (laughs) You can be conditioned to have the wrong taste. I believe that. Objectively wrong taste in entertainment. You can be conditioned to have that. Like in reference to like music to anything, anything. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like uh, what wrong taste would constitute? Meaning that if something is objectively bad, you would enjoy it or find value in it, like B regardless. Hmm? Like B movies, like B movies that are very clearly mm-hmm. not good, but you like them. Anyways. No, but those those by certain objective standards are outstanding, and not by others. So interesting. I don't know. I. I'll have to think about that more to be able to explain Like me it. liking the Transformers movies, almost out of spite because everyone hates them, but I love them. <laughs> by certain objective standards, those are terrible, but by others, yes. other objective standards, they're great. Yeah. And then I agree with that. because of your personality, you subjectively love it. Yes, exactly. I love there them. you go. I love them. Javi J said, just me or does Wesley remind anyone else of a less drug-addled <laughs> Midwestern Bam Margera? Loving <laughs> Cast Castle. Keep up the good work. You're in that's, better shape. Than, that's a new one. You're in uh, better. You're in way better shape than yeah. Bam Margera. That's a new one. <laughs> 
Hobbit said, I have not decided whether to watch or not. With a name like Hobbit, my goodness. Uh, like, you should. I think that you should. And then report back. Yeah, let us let us know what you think. And also, like, tell us whether you guys want us to continue reviewing episodes or if you just wanted the premiere first impressions. Bobby said, happy Friday, y'all. Happy Friday, Bobby. Happy Friday. Hobbit said, fans are already under, ta- under attack for review yep. bombing. I will say, like, when I was looking at the reviews, at least on, on, the, uh, on, on the show on Rotten Tomatoes, all of them sound fake, hmm. both positive and negative. They all are very, very, like, uh, generic in their, in their writing. I showed it to my husband, and he loved it. Yeah. Well, not fake, but are you saying people writing reviews who haven't watched it or or they wrote it so quickly because it like uh, okay I, I wish i would i should have pulled up some of them uh and and saved them but um there was only a couple of them that felt uh really really honest but i'm not going to be able to find them off the top of my head it's okay move on waffles sensei said i thought legend of Korra was good but the Korra and azumi being lesbians together was definitely a last minute nickelodeon insert that made no sense i did hear that they um, seriously debated whether to include that and then obviously, you know, ended up. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Including it. I just dislike that being inserted in children's entertainment. And I hate when adults start a cult following into a child, like a children's entertainment. Yeah. Oh, uh, like, show uh, or movie, and um, then make it make it like they own it. Steven Universe, and like it belongs to them or something. And Brownies. I yeah. like I hate when they do that. Yeah. All right, um, let's do one more, and then let's uh, we got one more, and then we got to move on because we have long we have run long on this first segment, mm-hmm. even with super chats. Okay. Uh, Gross John said Jordan Peterson was also the villain of the 2020 remake of the 90s teen witch movie The Craft. Uh, it's worth watching if you like super uh, cringe. I have not watched the remake of The Craft. I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not watching the Hocus Pocus one that's coming. Even out my this most year either. woke friends hated The Craft. The like, the new one. Yeah, they hated it. Yeah. All right. All right. We're moving on. So guys, if you don't well, know, it's 350. I didn't realize yeah. you were talking guys, about it for that long. Guys, if, if you don't know, there is currently a trend. In Hollywood, that we we've noticed, it started uh, the other day with Mark Ruffalo scaremongering. Scaremongering. Well, it's not just scaremongering; it's doomsday prophesizing mm. for profit. So this says Timothy mm. Chalamet says societal collapse is in the air due to social media. He gives a different reason than uh, Mike Mark it's, Mike Ruffalo. It's funny because Timothy Chalamet is scaremongering about the end of the world to promote his movie Bones and All. And then Mark Ruffalo is using Doomsday prophesying as a way to tease his role in the MCU out. So they're like, come check out this movie. The world may not be here when it comes out. Do you want really want to miss it? That's so dystopian when so- you think about it. Like, come get your entertainment before you can't have running water anymore. The Bones and All <laughs> Star spoke out regarding the contemporary social emphasis on Twitter and Instagram during a press conference at the 2022 Venice Film Festival. Well, if I thought the world was going to end, I know where I'd be. 
The Venice, <laughs> the Venice Film, Film Festival. That's exactly. I, I was thinking like this is exactly the audience that you would need to have to say something so stupid and be applauded for it. <laughs> the Venice Film Festival, really, any film festival is populated by the most annoying people on the planet. The most pretentious. The people most on pretentious, the planet. like cinephile <laughs> types. Oh my god! Hate it. The people that I would hate. Because, like... Because, uh, like, uh, if you're a cinephile, you're not a movie lover. No. Even though it would seem to mean that. You're a snob. Yeah, you're, you're just a snob. a snob. So it says, Chalamet stars as one half of a cannibal couple alongside Taylor Russell in Call, uh, in Call Me By Your Name director, I don't know how to pronounce it, Guadagino. Uh, Guadagnino. Luca Guadagino. Is that... Guadagnino. Guadagnino. Oh, okay. Oh, I... <laughs> wow. Cinephile over here. Look at this guy. Uh, set in the late 1980s. So it says, To Be Young Today... I can't imagine what it is to grow up without the onslaught of social media, Chalamet stated, to Variety. And at least there, in Bones and, and all, there are these characters wrestling with internal bloodlines. Uh, v- oh my god, he said visa V in a sentence. <laughs> You're still staring off into the distance. <laughs> All right, we continue. Growing up with Instagram, or t- you don't talk. Don't. It's bad. He's enough. saying this to a bunch of people, by the way, who did not grow up on Instagram. It, it, you grew up on Instagram, Timothy Chalamet. It's bad enough when they talk like they're a press, like a like a press secretary is releasing all of their statements. It's worse when they do it as if an obnoxious press you secretary. You are is an adolescent on an iPhone. He's like vis a vis. You like, had too much tablet time, my good sir. Andy would love to. Eat read this because of the 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 big the five dollar word like it's not even a five dollar word it's just it's it's just it's like it's like singing he just he wants to feel like an intellectual around a bunch of people older than him Uh, (laughs) growing up with instagram or twitter trying to figure out where they fit in with that he clarified i'm not casting judgment you can find your tribe there maybe you shouldn't be looking for a tribe true i mean i'm not sure also social media kind of is built so that you have to find fit into a certain category. That, that's interesting too because I, I, I actually like the, the top thing that it says on my Instagram profile is it says, uh, it says individualism over collectivism and I heard somebody I literally got a message once with a person who wrote like a 12 page diatribe <laughs> about why collectivist societies worked and I just wrote Dude, dot dot dot, and then just didn't send it. I'm like, there, you can't respond. You can't talk. Did to you read it? I read the whole thing. thing, and it was insane. I mean, <laughs> it was like I was like, yeah. I mean, that's a conversation for another day. In but, the real world, um, not online. Yeah, yeah. So, so it says Bones and All is based on the novel by uh, Camille DeAngelis uh, and adapted by. Okay, so the what do we say? Like dystopian Reagan era. <laughs> I yeah, I think post-apocalyptic, but in. Another era is an interesting angle, but I dislike that he's using contemporary fears of societal collapse or civil unrest or climate change doomsday talk to promote his movie yeah something so like it feels cheap and slimy something so not connected to what he's doing yeah right yeah he, yeah. he, he says that. Like, in, this in, is a, this, it, from the sound of the movie, is a teen romance film, which is kind of Timothy Chalamet's bread and butter and what his fan base of teenage girls is looking for. Yep. It's not supposed to be something serious. 
So it says he's a fantastic. This is from his director. Uh, he says that he's a fanta he's fantastic, a great performer, and I love to see him soaring the way he is doing now. I feel proud of him, uh, and the character is something very new for him, both endearing and heartbreaking. Uh, additionally, uh, he said that the true hope is that the audience doesn't reject the film as a provocation because it deals with a, tab a taboo subject like cannibalism. That's a big one in Hollywood recently too. Uh, they, they're uh, weirdly focused on taking the stigma away from cannibalism. They're like, we love Army Hammer. We need him back in Hollywood. What is going this is on? the call me by your name director. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So amazing. he's like, look, me and me and Army Hammer, we're good friends. Yeah. They're tight. Uh, I wonder if they they should they should both like you know what he should do is Army Hammer should like get a job as a producer on Yellow Jackets. Uh, is that the one about the the cannibalistic uh, soccer team? I haven't watched uh, that. I don't know. Uh, th there's a show right now about a bunch of like girls who get stranded somewhere uh, in, in their like. In, it's about cannibalism. Jeez. It'd be funny if Army Hammer like joined as like a producer just oh, for the memes. Man. We almost talked about the House of Hammer docu series yesterday, but all I had to say about it was that Army Hammer is not a cannibal. He is just a nepotism, a, a dork recipient, dork who believes that having a weird sexual fetish is a personality trait. I, and I wonder, so this was the full quote. He says, yet the Dune actor added, I think it's hard to be alive now. I think so societal collapse is in the air. That's why hopefully this movie will matter. And another thing he said <laughs> that caught my eye was, um, that story, okay, he said, only... This time in the American Midwest in the 80s about people that are disenfranchised in every way possible. That's the kind of story that he wanted to tell. That's, it's so lacking self in self-awareness so? because you're, in Hollywood, they detest the Midwest. They, they detest so-called flyover states and everyone who resides in them. Not only that, but they want to own luxury uh ranches and, and properties in this area of the country too yep. because uh they're clued into the risks that are involved in living in coastal cities but they detest midwestern people and they also completely disregard the real reasons that those people are disenfranchised their hatred and the stigma placed on them being one of those reasons they think that they're that, disenfranchised. They think that somehow them owning property there makes them like them, and it's not, and they're not. not right, at all. like the fact that you uh, are like that. <laughs> that Bill Gates is like buying the, up that was, farmland. That was the Does first it make him of. a Midwestern no. uh, or or person or even an American? Yeah, but it's like the hatred that Midwestern people in flyover states receive from coastal elites they think you're they think we're dumb is part of the reason they're disenfranchised and you making a movie like this is not a way to speak to their to it's their like struggles like you still have no idea yeah. what their lives it's are like, like an accidental cell phone because what they're really doing is yeah. playing themselves cannibals not, yes not literally but that's who who is you know responsible for maybe the people in middle America feeling that way, but it's more of a like poor me. But if I put the facade that we're Midwestern, it changes what it's about and also how they view mm -hmm. themselves. It's like these, they're the disenfranchised people that yeah. not the Midwest. And even the director saying, you haven't gotten to it quite yet, but that 
you know, we're not casting judgment on these two characters for yeah, how they all, are. It's like, when all they do all is cast the celebrities judgment. and filmmakers and artists but it's a, believe it's, they're the most misunderstood yes, people in the world. There was, 100%. A, there was a guy. I don't know if anybody saw it last night. There was a guy on TV. There's a big red background, and he said that like 45 percent <laughs> of the people in this country are are are, are detestable people, and uh, those are the literal people. basket of yeah, deplorables. Yeah, that's tier what he comments. said that last night. Okay, now this is the other question I have. I, now we're gonna get away from race swapping, gender swapping. That's not the new marketing tool. We're gonna use mass ev- like mass event, like the end of the world is the new marketing tool in Hollywood. So when Aquaman two comes out. It's not about who's been race or gender swapped for inclusivity. I want it to be about see the movie, be, see the movie about the ocean before, before your home is swallowed by the ocean. Yeah. Every, like when the, when the new Mad Max movie comes out, they're like, do we really need to explain this one? Come see Mad Max before the world turns back into Mad Max. Also, yeah. dystopian fears about the climate are not the fears that ordinary people in the midwest have about the too future busy. of the country because they're too busy they work <laughs> yeah they actually have stuff to do uh I, so i'm picturing but i just i hate the people the artists who and the elites who think they're the most misunderstood uh i hate the fact that they're the ones who propagate the misunderstanding and misconception of ordinary people and then they act like they're the victims yep that's what i hate about but it. there's no way for ordinary people to know how to feel about these events on the come unless they see the movie that tells them how to feel about it <laughs> right right yeah. that's why this film will matter so because it's uh, propaganda so we've got dungeons and dragons coming out next year in march they can be like before uh, a literal like uh, you chase the dragon with the with the opiate crisis come see our movie and then we've got John Wick chapter four. I can't they're, do it anymore. they're like gun violence. Gun violence is very bad. Come see John Wick before you get anonymously shot on the way to the uh, on the way to the movie theater. Anything could happen at the end of the world with doomsday marketing. There's uh, any number of these movies like Scream Six, knife violence, very big in the UK. Come see Scream Six before somebody gets stabbed on the streets. You know something else? Um, a lot of people have talked about post-COVID, like post-pandemic filmmaking and like how different it is and the type of stories being written are different because of the pandemic and what it the like psychological effect it had on us and all that but like it's really because hollywood was affected by it so differently than than the rest of the country they believe that it was a cataclysmic event for everyone's psyches and in reality a lot of people went back to work immediately or just like started working from home and it wasn't literally Netflix's The Bubble Yeah, <laughs> for lo- them. Another movie know? that I liked that nobody else liked. <laughs> we we had to also go back to... We, we keep mentioning it because it literally it was a realistic story of so many film sets like during, during peak COVID fear. Sydney Sweeney uh, mentioned that she literally was holed up in a hotel with the rest of her cast without any other people staying at that hotel. They... Uh, became familiar with like the people working there while they were filming and they thank thank you you, and they you know drank all the time ended every day of filming in the pool together and it's like you literally lived in luxury at a time when people could not afford to pay rent oh my god and you think you were the most affected by it i only had one waiter and I only had one concert. And then they said when, when people started staying at the hotel again, oh when they opened God. back up, it was like, wow, they're treating the staff so terribly. It feels like we're family with them, and it's just so disgusting. Like, 
I hate people, you. Man. I hate these you. people, man. They're just like half our job. Is Sorry to- that they have to have paying customers again. Yes. Um, that must be so hard for you. The uh, so so I am looking forward to doomsday marketing from here on out. We're done with the race swapping. We're done with the gender swapping. We're done with the virtue signaling. We're now catastrophe. Uh, we're we're, no. ca- <laughs> we're catastrophe signaling now. I don't want civil war for the record, but Mark Ruffalo and Timothy Chalamet might. Yes, they might because it benefits them. Yeah, um, I do like. Uh, my, I, what do you think would be like Mark Ruffalo's uh, like on the over under who lasts longer during uh, societal collapse? Timothy Chalamet or Mark Ruffalo? Uh, Timothy Chalamet, he's prettier. So. He's young. He's young. You uh, think? Yeah, he's prettier. Like there could be somebody who, it's like, set you aside. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, it's like the, the guy and the patient just lock him into a room. Yeah. yeah. Not good, guys. Don't do that. Don't do that. We don't want society to collapse. We want society to stay the way it is. Both Mark Ruffalo and Timothy Chalamet are insufferable people. They are. And I, 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 I'm going to make this into a segment from now on. Anytime a celebrity doomsday, doomsday promotes their movies, we're going to cover it. So we got some super chats. I'm just saying if you're, if you're going to talk doomsday, then talk about what you're doing to prep for it. Well, that's, that's but the they, don't want, they don't want people to know the resources they have. Well, that, that's the other thing. Like, they always talk about this stuff. It's like, if you actually believe this crap, you would be prepping. A lot and, of them are, though. Uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, I suppose they're buying up property in, in other places. I want to know what Ezra Miller's doomsday prepping will be like. That will be... Uh, I'm, I mean, he has a compound already. He's, he's already. So he's, he's he's, ready. Liber- he's, in his mind, we're already there. Yeah. Libertarian here. Doesn't he have a cult too to, yeah. to keep him yeah. afloat? Small yeah. and growing yeah. cult following. <laughs> Yesh said, boop the snoot button, doggos and fur babies. Oh my gosh. We, I might throw up in my mouth. Just a little bit there. Um, I hate that. <laughs> Let's see. Carnell. Carnell said, objectivity in film can be explained in a food analogy. There may be a perfectly cooked meal. What if it's spicy? What if you're really hungry? The dish may be objectively good. However, your personal taste and state of mind makes the experience subjective. That's not that's not an unfair. That's, that's like With that. a lot of times there have been movies that I didn't like the first time I saw it because I was in a bad mood when I was watching it and for some reason ended up seeing it again and took much more kindly to it the second <laughs> time around. And that is kind of like going grocery shopping when you're hungry and you buy stuff and later you're like, what the frick did I buy a bunch of like, like I do that. Uh, <laughs> I, I buy stuff that I have absolutely no, I buy bologna. Or That's I'm why the, you have uh, to open a package of food while you're shopping. Yes. Uh, so you're not hungry while you're shopping. For I buy, uh, uh, or I buy like um, corned beef, even though I don't like uh, corned beef other than like every once in a while. Mm. <laughs> that's that's very German of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thousand Foot Deep End said the only time they don't want to pass judgment is when it's something perverted. Well, yeah, then you you have to so respect true. you have to respect people's preferences. And oh my god, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I'm becoming weirdly like I'm not puritanical. I'm annoyed at hypocrisy. Like, as somebody who doesn't care what you do in your private life and in your private time, do whatever you want to do. But don't tell me that you're the first of all, don't talk about it like you're doing something great for society. You're just doing something and don't uh, and don't brag about it and then complain when people push back on you. It's annoying. Yeah. Francisco Sanchez Jr. said the sign of good content. I don't watch 95 percent of what is talked about here, but I catch y'all as much as possible. Party on. That's, uh, thank you like, so much for the big super chat, by the way. Thank you. Uh, like that's uh, we kind of um, we're outside the the 
mainstream Thank of like you. the stuff that gets covered in this area. Like, I don't think any of the other channels that I'm watching uh, were reviewing the patient or anything like that or, or talking about mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I like the fact that we can kind of head into different realms. It, like, it helps to not be like one of those people that is not a huge Lord of the Rings or uh, fan or something in those fandoms, which have so many people that are so passionate about what they talk about that you're not going to be able to create that same type of content. So you kind of have to build out your own style for what you're making. And I think we're creating something unique mm -hmm. here. Gross John said, everyone should rewatch the Al Gore inconvenient movie, not because it was right, but because its predictions are provably wrong. It was, uh, it wasn't climate, t it, it wasn't global warming, wasn't it global cooling first in the seventies and then it was global <laughs> warming. Uh, and then, uh -huh. yeah, like it's just, it's hilarious. Um, my favorite is the one of, uh, of like Nelson picking his nose, and it's like, if I give them more money, they'll make the weather better. <laughs> Bad App said, if you try human once, are you a cannibal forever? <laughs> if you kiss a dude, are you gay forever? I think yes and yes. Oh, interesting. Waffle Sensei said, excuse me, but elites are some of the most misunderstood people. I mean, people think the elites are on your side. They're totally a on lot our of side. Them do. They're totally on our side. They would we would not be put in the gulag, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Minor Zircon said, hit the like button, owner of pets. <laughs> that's better. Uh that's perfect. That's better than doggos and uh what's fur the babies. One you hate? Fur babies bad. I'm not I'm not a fan of fur babies. Uh I'd say neither. <laughs> protracted adolescence is a thing in our culture right now. Hmm. People don't want to grow up. All right, guys, we're gonna get into it. So Again, there is a very terrifying figure in the public space right now. He who, cries a lot. He, he's a very sensitive guy. Well, I was going to give an a, intellectual. I was going to give a really mean, like, like over the top intro, but yes, uh, yeah. So uh, Olivia Wilde is basing a character on "Don't Worry" uh, from "Don't Worry, Darling" on the evil conservative right-wing mastermind known as Jordan Peterson. I'm just picturing him in like low light. He's he's got his hands like this. He turns around. Okay. It's me. I, I want to point out that the first thing I thought of when I read this, I said, I'm going to go look for a clip of Jordan Peterson, and I bet you I can find a clip of him being genuinely emotional about a topic that anybody in their right mind would consider, you know, fair enough to be completely discussing. Benign. But completely benign. Completely benign. It was literally his most recent video, and we're going to watch it. So uh, first we're going to read what she thinks of Jordan Peterson, and then, folks, then... We are going to watch this video quickly. So it says, there's been a lot of press around the upcoming Olivia Wilde-directed movie, Don't Worry Darling. Yes, and all the press is about stuff that has nothing to do with the movie. Literally all the comments on the most indie wire cinema blend of sites, which are the most, that should be the most like fair to her, right? Mm -hmm. Are all like, can this movie just come out and flop so we can stop talking about it? Because nobody's going to go see this. Nobody cares. So it says, don't worry. Uh, so it says, it, it, it's not all been good. Casting choices aside, they're referring to Shia LaBeouf, uh, Wilde recently revealed that one of the characters in the movie is based on the controversial public figure Jordan Peterson. In a recent interview by Maggie Gyllenhaal, oh my God, uh, uh, with, from Interview Magazine, they, they went very far on the name there. That's, that's very clever. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wilde revealed that Chris Pine's character was Peterson-inspired for the uninitiated. Uh, for the uninitiated, Peterson is a Canadian clinical psychologist, professor, and author who uh, captured everyone's attention due to his controversial stances on gender, race, and sex. What do you think those controversial That's takes are? actually not true, either. It was his controversial 
stance on free speech. On pronouns. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Depends not, on who uh, you ask. Coerced speech. Coerced speech. Basically, he's like, I'll, he's like, I just, I don't have a problem calling you by your pronouns. I just don't feel like you have the right to compel me yes. to call you by, by something. Yeah, coercive uh, speech. Totally, uh, totally unreasonable position. Yeah. His, his takes that are seen as political are more so philosophical because that is his wheelhouse and what he is an expert on speaking about. So, um, now he's like the closest thing we have to like a public intellectual. Yes. You know? So it says, uh, so this is what she says. Peterson is also a favorite thought figure for incels. Take that, incels. Involved. You know, do you remember when no one knew what that term meant or had ever heard of it in their life? Because I, I remember. They, 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 they literally go in. They say, I miss it. They say, I miss when no one knew what that word meant and had ever heard it in their life. And they put it in parentheses and explain to you just in case you don't know. They say involuntarily celibates. Uh, uh. Involuntary celibates, a.k.a. young men online who are hostile towards women because they can't attract any. Well, that's a weird way of proving that women have all the power in the sexual dichotomy of our uh, dynamics society like that literally proves that women no matter who you are can have uh, a man anytime they want guys not so much uh wild call uh wild called the public figure terrifying uh jillian hall's also got a lesson in terrifying the Terri- <laughs> imagine fact, you know jordan peterson walks into a room and someone is in the corner just cowering in fear like trembling we're gonna we're gonna watch a clip of this extremely terrifying person are you ready let's go all right here we go than you are. You could be so much more than you are that the boundaries of that are unimaginable. That's a way better message to someone who's in despair. Because what? You're okay the way you are. Miserable, suicidal, nihilistic, hopeless, amotivated, resentful. That's no time for, you know, it's no time for a maternal embrace. It is in a sense, you know, because there's comfort in that. But mostly what that's time for is the clarion call to maturity. It's like, no, no, no. No, most of you has to go, man. But the best of you, it could come forward. And that best is there. That's way better. That's way better. And so that's another thing that a father and a husband can offer. And to the wife, too, you know. it's Many women haven't had a good relationship with a man and they need that masculine spirit that would be the animus within from the Jungian perspective they need that masculine spirit to say to them you've got the hero within as well and that you can pursue that I know I'm terrified so he's almost choking up and his message is apolitical, and it's also secular. It says and positive to men and women. It, it it's completely uncontroversial and focused on like really self improvement. Um, hail lobster. It's yeah. self actualization, but he is a terrifying, insane man. So she says, according to Olivia Wilde, she, this is her interview. She says, terrifying. We based the character on this insane man, Jordan Peterson, who <laughs> is this pseudo intellectual hero to the incel community. You know, you the know, incels, the and incels, she says, she says, no. And she says, they're basically disenfranchised, mostly white men 
who believe that they are entitled to sex from women. All right. I, I, I can't picture if Gyllenhaal's like, what is this chick talking yeah. about? Or if, she like, or if she actually agrees with her. She says, and they believe that society has now robbed them. The idea of feminism is working against, their, is it working against nature and that we must put, back, uh, put it back into its correct place. Well, they must be psyched. Things are going really well for them, she says Gyllenhaal. So I love that they both take their stabs at them from the height of the ivory tower. Right. Literally from the everything in our society. Why do you think you're able to make a movie, Olivia Wilde? Yes, everything in our society runs contrary to what Jordan Peterson is talking about, and this lady is talking about it in a way as if he is somehow the 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 thought leader. When every aspect of our society portrays an an image of men that all of their inherent traits are bad. So I asked the question and, earlier. Why was the marketing campaign for Rings of Power so heavy-handed in its like social and political messaging? Is it because they're so far up their own asses that they think that resonates with people? And I think that might be the case. Yeah, like they're I, just clueless. They really have no idea what ordinary people think of them. I think it's a combination of that, and they think this will sell the movie better than the movie that there's a certain segment of the population that will say, like, she's right. I'm is the wine ant population big enough to I don't think it's big Marvel enough, but I think Marvel help thinks, you make a profit? I think they think that it <laughs> Marvel is. thinks it is. Did you yeah. see twerking She-Hulk? Yeah. They think. Can can we show that? I, I don't know if it will. Uh, or is up. that going to copyright claim us? That, yeah, that might copyright claim us in the Twitter one. Didn't, basically, didn't. there's a clip from She-Hulk of... of <laughs> She-Hulk is twerking with Megan the Stallion, and she says, uh, "Like I will kill for you, Megan the Stallion." Watch. Um, I want um, you to go watch because that's what wine ants want to see on television these days. Wine ants? Oh, wine ants. Wine yeah. ants. Yes. Yeah. When, when this I was is when of, this like finance the W, and I was like, no. <laughs> this is this like is whining. the thing where you you lost. We lost these mediums. Superheroes are gone. Zach from Comics Matter did a video. Where he's like, you don't get them back now. Superheroes belong to your aunt and your mom and your grandma. You don't get them back. They are now mainstream and you don't come back from that. You have to create your own stuff because these characters are now going to be debased down to the period of being nothing more than fodder. Like He, he actually had this really interesting description of how he described She-Hulk. He goes, She-Hulk is actually just a, collect it's a collection of all the worst elements that made you cringe about the Marvel movies but were just kind of happening in passing. All those bad jokes that were just kind of thrown in there that you didn't really like but that didn't ruin the movie. That's what all of it is now. By the way, this week, I think with Hannah Claire, we were discussing... Uh the way that the MCU markets female superheroes and we didn't uh, really understand it as far as like the age demographic mm. and uh, gender that they are going for to appeal to and we mentioned that they should like make maybe a, an eyeshadow palette yeah. that is based on uh, one of the female superheroes in the in the MCU and they actually did that with She-Hulk. I sent you the promotional yep. image for the She-Hulk eyeshadow palette from Urban Decay. Um, they want to be all a of the brand. shade names are like basically you go girl feminist. Like uh, there's a green shade called Hulk out, and then one of them is like oh my god Hulk case out. closed. Oh my god, she or like the best part. The best part of that <laughs> is like these weren't the actual names, but like like order in the court, like stuff like that when it's they, like you're trying to make legally blonde 
except Legally Blonde landed uh, and was like some sentimental for people because Elle Woods is a woman. Yeah. And She-Hulk is trying to be everything a man can be and and better. Yeah. I can do everything you can do better. Yep. Uh, it's, there's a really funny article with the with the writer of the show. They're like, we were going to have like this long overarching plot of like a trial with Abomination, and then we realized we didn't know how to write law scenes. Mm-hmm. They're like, we couldn't do that, so they, they weren't able to do that. Oof. So uh, I just want to point out that this is not the first time this has happened. If you guys remember, Ta-Nehisi Coates, the whole Hill Lobster mm-hmm. thing comes from Ta-Nehisi Coates turning uh, uh, Jordan Peterson into the Red Skull, basically, uh, where he starts like his own program. Uh, to help disenfranchised men. So it says, this is from last year uh, when, when they talked about And how dare he try to send a positive message to the exact cohort of people that they're complaining about, yeah. right? Well, when you're, uh, like, there's nothing to me more violent and terrifying than the idea of telling a bunch of guys to make their, to clean their room. She's yeah. complaining that the so-called incels are blaming women for their shortcomings while one of the main principles of Jordan Peterson's, like, life philosophy is accountability for yourself correct exactly. that is what has always driven me nuts about this is especially with the tony he Coates thing is that the the idea the image that they must portray of him is that he is telling the young men you're right you've been wronged and while there may be an element of that to it he says you're right you've been wronged the next step is by yourself by you have to make yourself better how many times you have, have you to forgive it? people you have to forgive that people, was one of the yeah, but biggest you have to things that you, resonated with people you know, about like how many times Peterson. they say like there's a lot of people that are like I haven't found my person it's like well what are you bringing to the table right like what have you yeah. what have you brought to the table and the reason that they have to misrepresent that and that they do not like this message where you say like wouldn't they want somebody telling those young men that no because they must have that boogeyman and they're they also not listening yeah. <laughs> yeah no they're, no they're, they, they know i think she knows 100 percent what she's no, saying i don't i don't know. I, don't, I, I don't think she's read because olivia wilde is exactly like the divorcee bitter uh you know harry styles i'm not saying she's not loving um, feminist she doesn't believe what she's saying but i think she will would say she would tell you to your face she doesn't want those people to be better or have a better life I see. Yeah. I see what that you she mean. She wants them because they are basing their marketing campaigns on the fact that those people exist mm-hmm. in their mind. All right, let's do super chats. Okay, <laughs> that got me. I, I, what What annoys me the most is like that she's dating Harry Styles, who is deemed to be like the celebrity redefining masculinity <sighs> oh, and they... like defying toxic masculinity, showing men that they can express themselves and their feelings. They don't like that. They don't yeah. want you to actually be like that in the real world. I'm sorry. They yeah. don't. Sorry. Let's go to Super Chat. A little bit of stoicism goes a long way, folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Johnny Derp said, global warming or cooling are distractions. What, are, what about oceanic acidification or CO2 absorption? The rise of jellyfish is visible. See, this is why Roland Emmerich I don't know enough be, about it. Roland Emmerich should be like, with all this, like I said, they were saying uh, disaster marketing. He needs to start coming back and making more disaster movies that are actually good. Yeah. We need Independence Day done. Uh, we need a new version of Independence Day. It's not Independence Day. We need a new, remember, did, did anybody else here see Day After Tomorrow? It's about global warming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. It's like, he's like, 
this guy gives a presentation where he's like, he talks about how the world's going to end because of global warming. And he's like, uh, and then the world literally starts to end because of global warming. And the guy's like, well, I predicted it would happen like a couple hundred years in the future, but the world just randomly starts to end. Well, how? Nobody really knows, but it's freaking awesome. It's got Emmy Rossum. It's great. Waffle Sensei said Hill Lobster. Uh, of course. And, um, you know, he, Jordan Peterson went through a lot. That's that's what I feel like the the worst about it. It's like to I don't know if anybody is familiar with like the detox process that he went through in Russia, which is not even legal here, but it is very very dangerous. And he had to come out of a, an extremely traumatic time in his life with his wife getting sick and, and everything that's going on. Like the fact that he's here is a minor miracle, and the fact that he has to take these types of um, I guess pushback, not pushback, but actual insults and uh, pot shots at him from somebody who clearly doesn't know who he is. I'm not like a huge Jordan Peterson fan, but it's like I can watch enough in like a couple of videos to know that you're misrepresenting him. Mm -hmm. He's going to get from our side, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw Cernovich is done with him. Cernovich is like, this is a bitter, hateful man. I was like, what? What? Based on what? On what? That's just being a contrarian at that point. Yeah. Minor Zircon said clock that light like button <laughs> my fellow i think does he mean lobsterinos 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 that's a good one lobsterino with your lobster claw clack it clack the like button that's a good one <laughs> yes said twerk on that clap button <laughs> you she stallions oh i hate it oh man you like like i said the 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 marvel is becoming just the home of the the cameo and the like they're selling everything like she-Hulk doesn't exist on its own. It exists on basically Charlie Cox did really good as Daredevil, yeah. and people are literally only watching it to see him now. Yeah. And who's in it this week? Yes. Yeah. They, it's, uh, well, I mean, that's kind of like the, the downside of a connected universe, right? Is It's becoming about the cameos, whereas it should be about individual stories. I, you, I'm, you don't watch it, right? She-Hulk, no. Yeah. That's literally a scene in the show. Yeah. Is that it's the cameo show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They literally say this is this isn't the cameo show, except that it is. It's totally the cameo yeah. show. <laughs> I hate that. Johnny Derp said cohort, very Roman Legion, Mary. Well done. I don't know what you mean. The word cohort. You said cohort earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that like Roman? Apparently. Okay. Mm-hmm. Walker Texas Danger said jo- Jordan Peterson followers are maidenless. What is this high school? What a brat. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Like it's. Um, <laughs> It's it's just depressing. Like, like, Olivia Wilde gives like running for student council <laughs> vibes. It's annoying because he Election. is so measured <laughs> and uh and intellectual and is like if he if he's an extremist then what the hell is everyone else? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like that's what's frustrating about it. It's like you take the most not extreme person <laughs> yeah. and you make him into it and it's just it makes me like what the hell am I? Who am essentially very very moderate in almost everything. Um, and I'm somehow like worse than Jordan Peterson. I don't know, but according to them, if he's bad, what the hell is everyone else? Mm. Bad up said, "I want to be Biffles with Brett." <laughs> uh, granted, granted, okay, we, are, we are now we are now episode BFFs. Sebastian K said, "See Freedom Tunes yep. video on yep. Jordan as the Red Skull." That one's great. All right, all right, that's all of them. We're gonna we're gonna move on, and we are gonna talk. We're gonna do pod luck, and we are gonna talk a little bit about this hilarious Idris Elba article because it's kind of all over the place, uh, and it's but it's very very interesting because there's a lot of discussion points that could be had for this. So it basically, was almost a segment, but because it. 
goes to a lot of different directions. We decided against that. Yes. So it says, Idris Elba slams the annoying debate over black British actors taking American roles as an unintelligent <laughs> argument. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was the, that was the, the third one. So it says, uh, the upcoming Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody, stars BAFTA-winning actress uh, Naomi Ackie as the legendary singer, which means that the debate over black British actors taking roles from American actors is boundary surface. I didn't know this was a thing until I, I found out about either. the Samuel L. Jackson one, where apparently Samuel L. Jackson doesn't take kindly to this concept either, to which I say, like, I don't think they realize how just how many British actors there are doing American roles. I was confused to uh, for like how to interpret this because Samuel L. Jackson was specifically saying that uh, British black actors are favored over American black actors, not just American actors as a whole. Which I think that British actors his, are favored over is, American actors as a whole. I think maybe Samuel L. Jackson's whole point came from... Uh, because it was in reference to Get Out, um, which is a very... It's a commentary on American politics and race relations and American history and yeah. American history of slavery. So I ultimately understand where he could be coming from that um, it makes more sense for a black American actor to play that role uh, simply because they are descended from slaves and not necessarily any, uh, like just any black British yeah. actor does descend from slaves. I understand what he's saying with that, but it also uh, comes from the same uh, representation framework where you have to have personally been affected by something or personally experienced something Which is not in order acting. to play a role. Which that, is not acting. Of someone who did. Yeah, I understand the the criticism that, of that, but I was just confused with the interpretation of it because other, other criticisms are just that black British actors take roles from Americans and it's only the nationality which is relevant. You yeah. know, so like, is, is it the race thing or is it the nationality thing that they're that they are taking notice of? Because I was thinking about like the, the get out one is an interesting example because, yes, that is very that's tied very specifically to, to race relations in America. But I was thinking about all of the British or just uh, European actors that have done roles. Uh, Hugh Laurie, Dominic West. Uh, who I, I was like, I just I just took like two minutes and, and wrote down like the first names that came to my mind. So I wrote down Hugh Laurie, Damian Lewis. If anybody's seen Homeland or or Billions, uh, or the underrated show Life, which only ran for two seasons with Sarah Shahi. You should find it online if you can. Uh, Marsha Thomason. She plays. Uh, she's um. Uh, she's from Manchester, England, and she plays a uh, an FBI agent uh, in the show White Collar. Uh, then we have Simon Baker from The Mentalist, Dominic West from The Wire, Charlie Cox is obviously Daredevil, uh, and then I wrote Paul Blackthorne and John Barrowman are all British actors who, or I, I'm not sure if they're all British, but Charlie Cox might be. Irish. Do you think it's? Do you think British actors are trained in a different <laughs> and maybe superior way? May, I, I don't know if it's the training, but I know that a lot you of do? them. I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm are. giving. You think it's because of stage? Uh, How do you know? Movies? No, I think it's well. They take acting in a much more serious way there it's like they don't even and they don't treat their actors really as celebrities as much as we do here whereas oh, really? here i think the people do it here to be famous and there they do it for the love of it not all of them mm -hmm. that's a broad generalization they have a different celebrity culture yeah you think yeah big time that's one of the like mm -hmm. one but of the not big... applied to like musicians or who 
whatever. Well, the, well, even there, yeah, it's more here where the British invasion was interesting. Like, uh, and like I first looked into that because Daniel Radcliffe said like the first time I came to America, people treated me like I was a god, and I was like, but there they just taught me, treated me like a kid. You know, it's like, hey, did you do your homework still on set? You know what Whereas could here, be they're, they're the like, the root of that is monarchy. Well, the fact that their monarchs are kind of their celebrities. It, yeah, there's, there's still the celebrity culture around the royals. But like, the yeah. celebrity that culture in America is, is just entertainers because yeah. we don't have an equivalent right. of that. Well, right. we do. It's, it's But here true. they also, the reason <laughs> well, that they okay, treat sure. kids like stars is because they want to monetize them. You know, like if, 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 if that's the reason for like a Britney Spears conservatorship or whatever mm. went on with like a Hannah Montana or something. I'm going like to read the quote. They're, they're cash cows. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read the quote here. So he says, you know what I noticed? You said black women in America versus an English woman, Elba said. Like, the, like being English makes you less black? To me, that defines how an un unintelligent that argument is. No disrespect to anyone who has that feeling. It is what it is. He continued, the fact is we're all black. You get a Scottish actor playing an Irish actor, uh, an Irish character, or an English actor. You don't hear about a debate. Uh, you don't hear about a debate. But amongst ourselves, we want to, to point fingers because we come from a conditioning that makes people just make sure where you're from. And are you authentic from where you're from? How black are you? And that comes down to the caste system, and it's annoying to me. It's really annoying. My grandfather fought in the Second World War, in the Second War, World War for this country, the U.S. He comes from Kansas City, Elba continued. I come to this country, and someone says to me, you ain't American. And I'm like, huh? How dare you? Well, to be fair, you're, you're not American. You're not yes. American. But I don't it just means that you have some special connection to America because of your ancestors. But I don't disagree with this argument. And the funny thing is, is like I, I was making like when I this was going to be a full segment, I was going to make a thumb. I made a thumbnail. I'm like, I'm going to find the coolest picture of Idris Elba because he is better than all of these actors. Anyways, Idris Elba is freaking fantastic. Uh, him in The Wire. You would not know he was from the UK at all. He is fantastic in that role. He is fantastic in Luther where he does play. Uh, a British person. Yep. He's fantastic in American Gangster. He's fantastic in everything he's in. So if he just happens to be a better actor and gets these roles, him is partially also be probably because of his name and his name carries weight now too. Yeah. When you have that level of, of uh, when you've built up that much goodwill. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think he should have been in Thor, yeah. but that's just me. That's no? The, no, I don't. Why? I just, I, I, I don't. What? There's also a waste you of You don't him. think he sells him? I don't. Think it was a waste of him. It was too. a waste. Yeah. He's like, it's, yeah, he, he's he's like. A, that's supposed to be a stoic character, and he has all of this gravitas, all of this like mm -hmm. something you could do with him, and you're like, okay. So he's, he finishes, he goes, uh, it's acting. Cultural appropriation? No. That's definitely something we should pay attention to, but in the acting profession, one should be allowed to play. I don't disagree. If there is no way to tell the difference, uh, I don't buy that just because someone's from here, that they're going to, okay, if you take a B-list actor from here who is from America and throw him into that role, uh, in a, into a role, I know that this isn't Idris Elba, but you throw him into Get Out, right? And then you take Idris Elba and you throw him into that same character in Get Out, I think Idris Elba gives a better performance regardless yeah. of where he's from. Yeah. The, the connection should come from whoever wrote the screenplay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and his ability to convey what that means yeah. to the actor whose job it is to convey the direct to follow the director's intention. Right. It's like the job of acting is no longer conveying emotion, it's representing yourself. Yes. Which is not what 
acting as. We have the that's being a spokesman. I, I also want to point out that there is a, a difference to be pointed out between the concept of playing a character in a biopic and playing an original character, maybe yeah. from uh, from a fictional work. Uh, the example they gave, I had this old article that we were going to cover about John Boyega saying, "I want to play roles that are different for me." That's exactly that's what acting is. And the example they give in here uh, is Fidel Castro and Anna de Armas, meaning James Franco and. Uh, Marilyn Monroe and that's different because those are uh, it's people. more about her accent and for him it's more about the fact they said it's because about him not being um, um, Latino yeah. uh, well so I thought he he has clarified that he does have like Puerto Rican uh, heritage but he's not Cuban uh, yeah or, or was it Portugal or something I, I don't I don't remember so uh, it, it says John sees it actors are people who play other people and their profession was never supposed to be about portraying a character that is super similar to the actor this all started with the concept of playing uh, gay characters because yeah. the idea was that yes, straight people shouldn't be portraying gay characters now uh, I remember Tom Hanks said something recently he's like they should never do that and like the first response was from somebody's like I'm gay and I don't give a crap who plays a gay character well, it's like you're always gonna have someone who raises their hand and disagrees with it like no matter what the take on it is yeah. someone from the group in question is always going to veer off because individuals have their own opinions about things like you don't you can't just come up with a uh doctrine for how to like what's right or wrong yeah in these casting decisions that affect groups groups have different opinions about things you can't assume that they came up with a rule yeah. for you yeah yep just uh, don't be a weirdo who's obsessed with the identities stuff yeah, you can't though it's it's especially if it's, as long as twitter is still around that will still be a thing unfortunately a tangentially related situation that comes to mind for me is the uh news that nigeria banned foreign models from yeah. being in their advertising all the post campaigns. responses were pretty were like pretty based <laughs> do you think so i know i don't i have no opinion on they it. don't I, want british or any foreign models to yeah. be used in in nigerian companies ads i mean that's that's their choice i guess right like i don't know I'm, i know nothing about the nigerian model market so i think it comes from the same uh the same Place. impulse it, but that also you have to insulate people the impulse from I see other. from this is it's just another way to, it's it's a it's a, it's tangential not intangential uh, adjacent to the body positivity movement, to where, really? yeah, where it's like not the case of Samuel L. Jackson, but the other people that it quotes are like non lesser known actors, mm -hmm. right? Saying like, oh, this is why there should be less obstacles between me and what I'm trying to do. It's not about any actual like I really feel this in my soul that an American should be playing this role. It's like. What can I say that people will feel obligated to agree with that will have less obstacles between me and my success? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, it's like I see uh, British actors taking roles all the time, but yeah. the, the difference was that this became about um, the – it became racialized through what Samuel L. Jackson was talking about. And I don't think that that makes it any more of a compelling argument. I think if you're the best – if you're the best actor for the role in that in that role and it's not inherent to the character um then it should be fine if they can fake the american accent they can fake the american accent yeah. maybe the americans are just jealous that they can't fake a british accent i thought it would be easier going from american to british because did you ever hear that angelina to, jolie <laughs> tomb raider accent but to fake, fake an american accent it takes a lot of like shaping your mouth completely they do differently to be more like 
nasal more like open and then like a british accent would require you to like close your mouth more and like angle it differently to be fair they usually do a very generic american accent it's it's not usually regional to any specific like when hugh laurie does his accent in house it's just generic american accent one increasingly the the death of american dialects and regional accents is because of mass media yeah oh yeah because you're hearing voices tragedy in and of itself like you're, uh, I got a lot of crap when I came here for saying I sounded like I was from Minnesota, uh, and I was like, I don't, I don't really you, think that that's true. I don't true. think you do you at all. Um, you don't at all. Uh, and then I don't hear it, but then my dad totally still does apparently, because uh. somebody like heard me talking to my dad one day, and they're like, now your dad, holy crap, yeah. he sounds like he's from the Midwest. So, hmm. yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it's an interesting discussion to be had, but it does feel like it's just constantly segregating farther and farther downward until the only person you're going to be allowed to play is who you, is like. Yourself. Eventually, you'll have to play yourself in your autobiography, in your biopic, but you just have to first get famous enough right. to have a biopic made about you, which at this rate could be anybody because they're making biopics about literally everyone now. So, all right. Do you want to do Denise Richards? Yeah, it's I sad. guess. It's sad. Do you want to read this Well, one? a lot of people want to do Denise yeah. Richards. <laughs> do you want to do Denise <laughs> Richards? Nah. So no. we'll super chat that. Um, Denise Richards' husband is helping her create OnlyFans content because he knows what guys like. Apparently. Now, this is a development that only she only has in OnlyFans because this was a gesture of solidarity with her 18-year-old daughter who made an OnlyFans shortly after turning 18 and received a very weak, tepid backlash from her father, Charlie Sheen. Um over it so he said you know she should keep it classy and you know don't reveal too much and be as long as she's able to be creative with it that's fine but i don't know if i feel comfortable with it he had to completely walk it back and because uh they had to like use this situation and the controversy about it to bludgeon each other personally Denise Richards went and made an OnlyFans to to be in support of her daughter and show that anyone can do this at any age. And um, it's undignified yeah. and just super weird. It feels like you shouldn't be doing that even under the same roof as your child. The, f- the funny thing is, is like at, there's been a lot of ones that I found that they're not doing it. Uh, they're not doing like na- like nude content. They're just doing like like bikini pictures and my argument there is like look if you can find a bunch of dudes to pay money for that when they could find that for free literally anywhere else go i think it's not about that it's that they have uh notoriety already and that's like what draws people in to pay for the content not just that they're taking their clothes off you know yeah like it's the fact that it's denise richards yeah or it's the fact that it's um I forget what her daughter's first name Sammy is. Sheen. Sammy Sheen. Uh, Sammy Sheen. It's uh, the but, fact that it's celebrities doing it that draws people in, not um, just the fact that it has like a lewd nature to it. But she know? is going to do nude content, and that surprised me. Like, I don't think she even needs to. Like, with her name recognition, I don't think she needs to. Uh, it says... Uh, no, but it's the desperation for attention and relevancy yeah, that leads to this extreme she says so will you do topless lewis asked she says yeah i feel they uh, we've already got that that they're already out there if you google them because she's <laughs> yeah, she, when she was younger 
she said Richards, who has appeared in racy scenes and photo shoots over the course of her career, clarified that some photos on the internet that are purported to be of her are altered. Well, I'm. Uh, we're not going to go looking for those live on air, guys. Uh, not on this Wi-Fi connection, anyway. <laughs> ah, uh, the only thing Richards admitted is that she was surprised to learn that her daughter had joined OnlyFans. She went on to say that she thought uh, Sammy was doing well with it. I feel like it falls into, like, mini-me syndrome, which is, like, as uh, things get older, women don't want to admit that they're aging and that they, they, they want to live be vicariously through their, through their younger and they're like, daughter. Oh my God, you could be sisters. I hate oh my it. God. You could totally be her sister boss, Queen Slay. It's so gross. And it's, I, I know that this happens with like people who aren't famous too, but being famous and having a social media platform to go with it exacerbates the problem extremely yeah so she is like desperate for the attention that she gets from this and then like sharing that with her daughter like the whole spectacle of it and the fact that her ex-husband is not even allowed to speak out against it no because then he would be he's he's somehow suppressing suppressing their freedom he's by doing so Uh, which is embarrassing that that's how they see it it's so scary that also there's still they still have a daughter who isn't 18 yet, and she's watching all that. of this happening. I didn't know that. They, yeah. have, a, they have a child that's under. I how think old? she's like 17. Uh, so that's she's a for a fan. Like imagine, okay, imagine being that kid, and you're like, I want to go to college and I want to work in STEM. And they're like, really? You Why? can make so much more money and get so much more attention if you join. Your older sister and your mother with yeah. selling your pictures of your body online. It's like, like what? Unreal. Unreal. Whatever happened to like, you know, the traditional uh, view of being a girl boss? Even this the second wave feminism. There is type, you know. Too that's too much work. Go now. to the office. There's too much patriarchy to to do that. They have to the and the air conditioners are. The air, I was them. literally about to say yeah. the air conditioning <laughs> thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, we're the, becoming too similar, Brad. It's yes, getting scary. The uh, the air conditioning is out to get you, which is funny because I once watched a video that said that air conditioning was actually which brought us women in the workplace. Like they didn't want to like women didn't they didn't want women in the workplace yeah. until finally they're like oh my god it's finally cool in here like I, right. I so, but now it's like now it's too cold in here and I don't want to wear a, a long sleeve shirt in the summer. Air conditioning did a lot of things. It's Mar- interesting. To be fair, Mary did beg me to per- turn the air conditioning on today. It's been boiling up here towards the end of the shows. I'm okay now. Mary, that's not very girl boss of you to ask for the, the air to be on. That's, it's actually very manly. It's very manly of you. I should be clinging to a cardigan and like freezing my ass off right now. Exactly. If I were a real woman. Exactly. <laughs> All right. We're going to do Womp Womp Womp, and it's a good one. We moved it. We were going to put I this in it. the Lord of the Rings segment, but it, it becomes even more clear why it's Womp 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 when you. I think like, this is kind of uh, adding to your hatred for Galadriel, at least. Rings of Power actress says, I needed therapy to survive violent scenes. This is uh, Morphid or Morphid Clark, who played Galadriel, More by like the way. More like because she's boring. Okay, that's, but, that's uh, that, taking that, it too that. far, Brett. If you can't beat them, train with them. <laughs> she said, I, I would flinch a lot when people came at me, so they did exposure therapy with me where I would have... All these huge men running at me, screaming with swords to stop me from looking frightened because I've definitely been cast as the victim and Galadriel is not that. 
they're actually proving the point of when I say that it's unrealistic to see a character like this. She's actually proving it by explaining this. Do you mean like that a woman wouldn't react the same way yes. to I'm kidding. I'm, I'm half kidding. But yes, she's a, she has to be trained to look at it this way. Well, uh, she, it's also that she's playing someone who has already seen battle. violence yeah. and been in battle and wouldn't be phased by these things. So I, I understand like why she would need to get used to it at first. Well, you're adding logic, and I don't want to be logical right now. I, want I just, to be mean I love the that the headline frames it as like, I was so traumatized by the violent scenes that I had to go to therapy afterwards yep. to talk about my fifis. The 33 year old Ring's role is different from the other types of jobs she usually books. Clark is most recognizable for portraying a traumatized nurse in St. Maud, but also has been a fan of Tolkien's franchise. I'm sure, she, I'm sure she's read every single book a thousand it's times over. Just like this, the obscure superheroes that like whoever plays them is like, this, this character has been special I, to me ever since I was a little girl. I grew up with them. Even uh. if she didn't realize, like, because none of these girls want to admit that I grew up playing with Barbie because that wouldn't be very feminist in 2022. Only Margot Robbie is, a, is, uh, <laughs> is woman enough to admit that she grew up loving Barbie. <laughs> I love that someone like Mar Margot Robbie could never play uh, Daenerys or a Galadriel or an Olga. Why? Because she's so like quintessentially modern and American. Yeah. And this is something I actually said about Addison Rae um, the other day to Dane. It's, she has the look of like uh, when someone posts uh, pictures of their mom from the 80s and everyone's so like shocked, like, whoa, your mom was hot in the 80s. Whoa. She has that vibe. <laughs> she will be that when she, when she gets those shows. I would flinch a lot when people came at me, so they did exposure therapy where I would have all these huge, huge men running and screaming at me with swords to stop them from looking frightened because I've definitely been cast as a victim. And I do want to point out that the, that the, the, the framing of the article is exact. Is, it's, yeah, it's definitely Just doing kiss. a lot to uh, make her look like a frightened deer. Like, do you think these celebrities ever read this stuff? She's like, that's not what I said. I'm sure it would drive me crazy. Yes. Like, they, they ask a lot of leading questions and twist around their, their words and headlines to make celebrities look more annoying than they are. But sometimes they do deserve it. Yep. That's, uh, I mean, they're all part of the same uh, self-perpetuating system of, of all these things. So uh, therapy for, for Borfeet. What's her name? What? Morfid. Morfid Clark. Borfid Clark. I am unruly in my in my interpretation of Galadriel today, guys. Maybe you just hate reserved and serious people, which means you secretly have a problem with your co-host. Is that is that what it is? <laughs> I'm just like every day. I'm like, I wish she would be a little bit more like not reserved. Is that is that what I'm? I'd be more like uh, Eleanor Brandyfoot. <laughs> uh, Bronwyn. Bronwyn or was Bronwyn. the one I, that I liked. Bronwyn. Nori is a Nor good character, though. Like Nori's Nori great. was my favorite yep. overall. Let's I get thought the, she was fun. Hey guys, we're in the spinoff age. Let's get the let's get the Nori and Bronwyn spinoff. Please no. Let's go. We need a spinoff of the prequel, <laughs> and then the spinoff is gonna have a sequel. It'll be called Norwood. <laughs> I can't do Norwin. it anymore. Norwin. Okay, let's do super chats. <laughs> Chen Rezig said, "For Brett, greatest reader in the history of readers." Look, leave me alone. Okay. Now you're just bullying him, guys. Maybe he meant it. I don't know. <laughs> Some days are better than others. Usually when it's reading quotes, it's it worse. happens to everybody. 
Bobcat said, have any of you watched the movie or read the book L.A. Confidential? I miss when movies told real stories. I've seen the movie. I have not read the book, and it's been a very long time. Movies still sometimes focus on real stories, but they don't make as much money. Um, also, I want to point out that the cover of L.A. Confidential is one of the most iconic covers you'll ever see in, in, in Hollywood. If you look at the cover, you'll, you'll end up recognizing it, even if you haven't seen it. Jacob Edler said, please expand outside of American pop culture and check out RRR, best movie I've seen in years. Indian Buddy action movie, no American woke crap. I've heard that it's very, very good from several people, but I've not seen it. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet either. Nessa Ludden said, not British, but Kelly Riley plays Beth Dutton on Yellowstone. Best role, she kills it on the show. No one would have guessed she's English. Yep, there's a, a lot of them do it very, very, very well. Yeah, but when they don't do it well, you really notice. I mean, there, there. I can't think of an example of like a British actor who can't really do an American accent. I can think of a lot of because they don't get them. cast. Yeah, they can't I can do think it. of a lot of Americans that can't do. At uh, one point, it was James McAvoy, but he couldn't. He no, and wanted. Oh yeah. Okay. He no good point. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And it drove me crazy. Um, he nails it now. Or uh, what's her name in um, in X Men? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Which X Men? I don't remember. Like Sansa? No. No. Move on. Okay. okay. <laughs> Nessa Ludden said, "OnlyFans is the new digital version of Maxim Magazine." Which is funny because we had that thing we talked about recently, where Alicia Cuthbert's like, "They wanted me to do all of these men's magazines, and it was very, very bad because they don't want to be uh, objectified." And these ladies are like, "I will totally let you objectify <laughs> me as long as I don't have to get up and uh, as long as there is no commute to the objectification, I will, I will take part. But I'm not driving more than." down to my living room to be objectified. I'm not. <laughs> Thousand Foot Deep End said that therapy framing <laughs> is top tier. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Great stuff. Bobcat said, did you know the reason so many action movie characters wear sunglasses was to hide the noticeable flinching whenever they fired a gun on screen? That is one of my favorites to, is like how bad most actors are at not closing their eyes when they pull the trigger multiple times. Uh, there's a hilarious example of like... Um, in like one of the earlier seasons of Bones, uh, David Boreanaz just cannot keep his eyes open when he's doing it. He's supposed to be like a, he was like an army ranger, so like he definitely would not be doing that. Uh, also, a lot of them, uh, they've gotten better about trigger discipline. Um, mm. They're they're not as bad about walking around with their hand aimlessly on the trigger. Um, but even then, a lot of times they don't keep it high up on the frame. They keep it uh, like right outside the trigger guard, and it's like that's one of those things that I understand it's being annoying and nitpicky. But I, I, I point I'm like, look at that! That's so stupid. God, don't they know what they're doing? Hobbit said, "I'm sure every girl read Lord of the Rings and imagined themselves as Galadriel, warrior princess." They weren't reading Twilight, I'm sure. They were reading Lord of the Rings, and <laughs> I, uh, you know, what's funny? I read all of the Lord of the Rings books and the hobbit and i haven't read twilight but i have been meaning to reread them as an adult so that i can appreciate them more and then also like maybe save the films for after yeah reading them again i don't know if i would like the book uh, i'm sure i would but like i, I haven't I just, only seen the movies i enjoy c.s lewis fiction more and that's not the popular opinion 
well, we're not, we just did a whole segment on not hating Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, so we're not here for the popular opinions, Mary. <laughs> right. Joe Jiraki, a.k.a. Jay Dizzle, said, Remember 25 years ago when ABC broadcast a live version of Cinderella with a mixed-race cast? Uh, of course you don't because it wasn't forced and stars were cast for their talent and not their identity. I don't remember that, but I certainly remember when they had Brandy play Cinderella with uh, Chad Michael Murray, and that was also really good because she was a legitimate star at that time, so it made perfect sense. What year was that? I would have been the early, it had to be, if not the late 90s, the early 2000s. She was on Moesha, and hmm. she also did, uh, she survived, and I still know what she did last summer. Hmm. Uh, so she was a legitimate uh, Brandy Norwood was a legit. Oh, did I make like a joke about Norwood earlier about Nori and Bronwyn? And I meant to say Norwin. Yeah, Brandy Norwood was a, an R and B singer. She did my, "The Boy Is Mine" with Monica back in the in the early nineties. You were oh, that's a good song. There you go. Oh my God, that's you are you. You got your ninety street cred, even though you weren't even uh, you were but a gleam in your parents' eye at that time. <laughs> uh, but yes, she she played Cinderella in that movie, and a lot of people mm. loved that version because you weren't having it shoved down your throat that she was changing society by playing that character. The 2015 Cinderella movie was really good, I in my opinion. Um, and not what you would expect it to be for the year it was made. The but the Camila Cabello <laughs> one is a crime against humanity. What you really want to watch is the weird Beauty and the Beast uh, crime drama on the CW starring Kristen Kruick, which is hilarious and actually... Fairly entertaining. Waffle Sensei said eggs Benedict cum cucumber patch can't do an American accent. Oh, yeah. He doesn't really do it super well. No, it's not it's great. not terrible. But it's just kind of generic. If it's you a, don't notice that it's off, then I think you're fine. I've, I've never been able to separate. He was on a show with Hugh Laurie where they were father and son. And yep. I've never been able to. I just like that's just MCU house. Like, that's all I can see. MCU. <laughs> and he just, he has the same gruff kind of like, oh, I don't care about anything. And it's like, it really <laughs> is. He uh, he was in a, Hugh Laurie did a, it's like one of those things that I, I kind of, I got really into Bosch at one point. And at that same time, there was a show coming out called The Night Manager, which got rave reviews. And I got through like the first two episodes and I never finished. And every weekend I'm like, I'm going to finish it. And I never finish it. I, maybe, I'll, maybe this will be, we had a long weekend this weekend. That was maybe, Hugh Laurie? In the night manager, okay. he's not the main character. Okay. He's like the drug, uh, the drug kingpin. Mm -hmm. He was also in a show called Chance on Hulu, which I, mm -hmm. I got through the first few episodes of. But it has like uh, Diane, uh, Diane Ferris or whatever, and I haven't really watched much of her outside of the show Numbers, which is a classic procedural that I really really love. So, continue. Thousand foot deep end said I hated the character of Perry in classic Doctor Who largely because of the actress's terrible American accent. I, although I liked um, the new Doctor Who a lot uh, at the time, like in middle and high school, um, I wasn't encouraged to watch the old one. I was I was more like encouraged to watch like Twilight Zone um, and like other classic TV shows. What but is a classic I, show that Mary loves? Um, Everyone knows that I love all sorts of random stuff. What is a classic show that Mary loves? I don't know. Like I appreciate... Uh, all of the Leave It to Beaver, Andy Griffith show. Ah, real, like actual. Dick Van Dyke Lucille Ball. Like me TV classic Dick stuff. Yeah. Um, I appreciate all those. I don't know. 
start to come up with some more on the spot. I, I I've been mentioning one a lot lately. Is there's a show from a couple of years ago called Grimm that a lot of people uh, didn't like. It made got six seasons. Very like, very good. Yeah, Bitsy Tulloch and uh, David Giantoli. Uh, very very good with like the lore of like a, it's kind of ridiculous in the interpretation mm -hmm. but it's very very good my mom loved that show and my friend that was in the terminal list was also in grim really yeah yeah like one episode or a couple yeah there's an episode about a model who is getting thinner and thinner yes and yeah. yeah oh my god yeah she's single no i'm just kidding <laughs> she's not she's married oh <laughs> darth doza said it is the height of irritation that work does not allow me to pursue real priorities like watching pcc well, that's what i'm talking about right you there. can just watch us while you're at work yes mm -hmm. we we want you to watch we surreptitiously want, we want you to, uh, i'm trying to like uh whenever you like watch like do you, do you ever see like the people who complain about like employees at walmart who have like headphones in their ear mm -hmm. because now we're in a culture now where like you just always have like a, a head i used to get in deep trouble for it um for always having a headphone in my ear but it was never actually a problem because it would always go in my bad ear so mm -hmm. so it's not like i couldn't hear people if they were talking to me but now i don't think i go to a regular working place where they don't have a headphone in their ear it doesn't bother me as long as they can as long as it's like uh not a, like they're not doing their if they can see me that's fine yeah. that doesn't doesn't bother me but it's like uh there's like a video of a guy who's like uh it was like a TikTok video where he's like really annoyed that this cashier has a like a thing in his ear. And so he does, he takes a pack of gum and he puts it on the very back of the conveyor and it just slowly comes. And the dude just doesn't make any movement to go grab it at any faster pace. He just lets <laughs> it come there. And then like when he gets it, the guy gives him a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> I was like, what a freaking douche. Who does that? Hobbit said Hogan's heroes and Andy Griffith show for the win. Not familiar with the first one. No, Hogan's Heroes? Someone else said Hannah Montana is Mary's show. Is I did like Hannah Montana. Is that your show? It's totally my uh, my generation. I'm shocked that you liked New Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, I, I think loved it. 9, 10, and 11, and part of 12. Russell T. Davies, the guy that 12, ran no. those. Who's Surprisingly good based. Surprisingly what? based? Yeah. Hmm. Russell T. Davies, yeah. Didn't know that. Yes, indeed. Well, well we're going to talk about this off air. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, in what way? Um, Thank you. Have you seen The End of Time, Part 1 and 2? No. No? Okay. No. We could do it off air. Okay. okay. We'll do it off air. Yeah. All right. There's one more. Uh, and Badap asks, what are Marion Brett's top fave movies and shows? I was thinking that Brett needs to make a list of like the hundred... <laughs> top uh movies on his list like even the random ones that you wouldn't expect the brett dasvick like official movie recommendation it would be list. very 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 because it's hard. it would be eclectic i be think and i think maybe like a top 50 tv shows too the uh because you there's more shows that i like than movies there are a yeah. lot of like weirdly like unexpected things that you like yeah um i don't think i could come up with as long of a list because I'm so much harder to please. Yes. My number one answer that, it, that whenever this question comes up is Person of Interest starring Jim Caviezel and, uh, and Michael Emerson uh, is one of my favorite. It starts out as a spy police procedural and slowly becomes an incredibly well done sci-fi or uh, like science fiction artificial intelligence epic that I really do recommend that everyone everyone mm -hmm. go watch but uh, every time we do we have a question like this I then get done and I go to my room and I think of like 55 to 60 mm -hmm. more yeah. things which is I why would, I want you to write it I, down maybe I maybe I'll make and you list. can write one way longer and just narrow it down yeah. do you watch Westworld 
I'm not watching Westworld. Oh man, it's I, I the same path as Person of Interest. Yeah. Both Jonathan Nolan. There, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Nolan's great. John, he is. Uh, he's uh, him and like I kind of get the feeling that he he I like work him working outside of the reins of his brother, like uh, not having to work because his brother gets all the credit all the yeah. time. Uh, so, but I also like uh, I liked Tenet and everybody else hated Tenet. I liked so. Tenet. Thank you. Thank you guys. Number four. You got one more or five. Four. Uh, Andre XP said, Mary strikes me as an adorable person who hates to be called adorable, but she's adorable. Enjoy your weekend. Would that be a fair assessment? They're almost like compelling me to compliment myself because I'm the one who reads the super chats. You're like, yes, I am adorable, aren't I? Um, no, I take compliments well. Thank you. Thousand Foot Deep End said, Hogan's Heroes is a 60s series set mm-hmm. in World War II. You know it's good when your German exchange student gets into it. Mm-hmm. LOL. That's funny. Uh, I also uh, I also want to point out that most of the shows that I loved were were network shows. Like I wasn't uh, like the the Wire wasn't a network show, but a lot of them like House I think is a is a classic show. Um, but most of them. In fact, you know what? Next week I'm gonna come up with a list and maybe we do a segment uh, on it in Podluck uh, of like movies yeah. and shows. There's a lot of uh, gold hidden in 2000s crime shows or like. Yeah, spy and sp- related or, and sci-fi and shows. or like less pretentious sci-fi that was uh, not. I was just went- thinking about um, Gattaca. Yeah, recently. Yeah, I really liked that movie. Even that's like more highbrow. That's than- a little pretentious. But yeah, I, like like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't think of it that way at the time. Um, like I have a friend who really loves Farscape, and I'm like mm, Babylon Five. I'm a big being human. Okay. What being, being human? human? I've I've yet to watch the American version. I need oh, to get around. Okay. I need to get around to watching. Someone just that. said Burn Notice is awesome. They are uh, a man or woman or non-binary individual after Brett's own heart. Yes, that is uh, anybody. Uh, if I could give you a, a number one recommendation, it would be Person of Interest and Chuck. Go watch Chuck Person awesome. of Interest and Chuck. Chuck is also surprisingly based, yeah. given that. Uh, Adam, Adam Baldwin's Baldwin, character yeah. ha- he leaves the work he leaves for work every day and and salutes a picture of Ronald Reagan <laughs> next to his bonsai tree um, it is it is a masterpiece in uh, in kind of Adam like, Baldwin very based oh yeah very based Start, started Gamergate came up with the term Gamergate uh, Adam Baldwin's great uh, he's on the show called The Last Ship which I'm in the middle of like watching for, like I got through the first two seasons um, and I'm also re- watching a show called Boston Legal, which gives a, oh, yeah, a surprisingly Boston. good um, balanced view between uh, what Democrats and Republicans used to be before the world went nuts. Yeah. So those are some suggestions for today. So, all right. Uh, and I think uh, Brad, I'm not reading not, that. Sorry. I knew not you happening. Were, I knew you weren't going to read that one. That's OK. All right, guys. <laughs> Wesley, thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank let you for everyone having me. let everyone know where they can find you, uh, if anywhere, if, if anywhere. <laughs> if they can't find you, then that's okay too. Um, I would say check out Cast Castle, and uh, I'm findable on the internet. Um, You're gonna make it harder for not, them. He's playing hard to get, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm findable, but I'm not very entertaining there. So. That, that's all right. Yeah. That is all right, Mary. <laughs> where okay. can they find you? You can find me and send me hate mail at <laughs> Closer Kitty on Instagram or WeChat. And whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, I promote them there. Go criticize them. Uh, hate me. And there's one more super chat there. Let's see. Thousand Foot Deep End said, tell Lydia to get Adam Baldwin on IRL. Oh, and Johnny Derp says, person of interest, they're interesting. Really? No, not really. 
What? That that, uh, that that show is. Um, <laughs> is that the angle I, of the I, show? That's uh, the show's. The, sh- the the concept of the show is essentially the character the the character of Finch develops an AI program that can predict terrorist actions before they happen. But because he doesn't want to give the government that much power, the only thing the government gets from the machine is a social security number, and then it's up for the government to figure out whether the person's a good guy or a bad guy. It's a fascinating premise that they actually execute very very well throughout the seasons, and it grows more intricate as it goes on and it tells a very human story a very tragic story of John Reese uh, of Jim Caviezel's character of John Reese who is uh, he comes to the fate you would expect to at the end but it's done beautifully so I recommend everyone go watch that guys if you want to follow me you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic for the show we are here usually Monday through Friday 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that is noon Pacific however we will be off Monday for, is it Labor Day? Is that yes, what it is? Labor, Labor Day. Day. <laughs> we're taking Labor Day off. We're, we're, we're going to do that. Uh, I actually would have no problem with working, but I don't feel it's fair of me to... I'm going to wear white on the Tuesday show yeah. after. Perfect. Because that's a faux pas. Uh, well, isn't, isn't, wasn't that the thing with Obama? He was wearing colors before a certain day of the uh, time of the year. I remember I that. Know. Somebody might remember He wore like brown when he wasn't supposed <laughs> to wear like a, a color that he wasn't supposed to wear. I don't remember. Not his job. Uh, <laughs> it was a long time ago. Uh, all of 2009. That was like a long time <laughs> ago, guys. Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is New Pacific. We'll be back on Tuesday for the show. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we're on Twitter at Pop Culture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis, and on Instagram at Pop Culture Crisis Pod. And if you'd rather listen rather than watch the episodes, we are on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify. It has been extremely awesome hanging out with you guys today. We will be back on Tuesday. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.